All right, guys, listen up. Okay. We're going live to tape in five, four, three, two. Dante Cola Promotion presents the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, starring El Gran Tommy Martinez and Mr. Adam Tate, executive producer Shay Big Bubba Martinez. And now, here's the greatest podcast, according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> welcome and welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 20. And that voice that you just heard is that of El Gran Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother and the humblest guy on planet Earth, at least the one that I know, Mr. Adam Tate. What is going on, Adam? Tommy, are you starting to thaw out a little bit? Oh. <sighs> Yeah, I think so. You just uh, you were just explaining to me that you had a little bit of trouble. You were out in the cold. You, your body was taking on some ill effects from the it cold. It was, it was, it was, it was. <laughs> and you survived? Yeah, I did. It seems like the weather is kind of broken a little bit for us. This this weekend, yeah. I mean, we were talking about it last week when we were here last Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't know what we were in store for, basically. We it was just starting out. I mean, it was cold, but I didn't know it was going to go the way it went. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It was just... It was just one of those weeks that the cold and, you know, yeah, Puerto Ricans aren't genetically designed to function. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> in, this, in this kind of weather, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And it was it was just one of those. I even felt, uh, you know, after last week's podcast, it, I, I felt uh, creatively drained. I don't know what it was. It was an inspired podcast. Yeah, you, you know, it was really you know, special. And, 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 it was like the, the highest level <laughs> that we've ever been at before. It, it was really good. And, you know, it was like, I'm not, I'm not plugging uh, our own podcast. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Available on Spotify, uh, Apple, uh, uh, iTunes, and and uh, I'm plugging it. So you just go to Himalaya, <laughs> Castbox. Before you say it, yes, go enjoy so, that one. Yeah, so uh, yeah, episode 19, awesome. But I, dude, I was really, I really, really. I don't know if it was the weather or nothing, but I was like creatively drained. I'm like, man, you know, I'm trying to. You put your heart and soul yeah. into that one, really. I was like, I mean, you got out, you went in, out into the cold, you you braved the elements. You I went did. into a, a shop and you you had a, a an interview, a face-to-face interview with a professional yeah, I to, thought, to get the skinny on what the real yeah. the real gifts for the, Halloween or what, for Halloween. What, what for the, what the, what the skinny was on the real skinny <laughs> <laughs> when you get skinny. <laughs> and it's only S-K-I-N. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, you know, actually I thought it was because uh, we laughed so hard. <laughs> that's why I was feeling so drained. So, yeah. yeah, that's true. It was it was uh, kind of exhausting. Yeah, and, and being a cold dude, we want to send a heartfelt uh, so Salute, a warm salute to all our friends uh, and family and listeners, obviously, of our podcast down in Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah, south even, of here e- got it worse yeah, than us. Yeah, yeah, even us. Even though we're not going to be spared from that, uh, the electric, uh, not the electric bill, the gas bill is going to come up really high, oh. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. So I haven't seen mine, and it's already popping up in like a couple of uh, the businesses. They're getting some crazy bills, and mm. you know, I hope somebody steps in, i.e., the government, and you know, does something about this. This is one lady in the news says, 
her bill came in like $9,000. What? Yeah, dude. <laughs> what does she hate it? It was ridiculous. I don't know what it was, but it was oh. like, woo. What if I'm on one of those level pay programs? No, I don't know. So if I pay like 80 bucks a month, I'm just going to keep paying 80 bucks a month, right? <laughs> I better start making a phone call now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. It was like, yeah, it's price gouging. And I think the minute that... uh. I mean, it's energy conservation. I don't like paying extra anyway, you know? So during the day, it goes down, and at night is when I raise it. But when they put out the emergency notification to go to uh, 65 to 68 degrees Fahrenheit that they wanted us to keep oh. our thermostat, and I believe our water heater, I can't remember what it was, like 120 degrees or something. Oh, they want us to have tepid water as well? I guess so, man. I, even though I do that anyway, you know what I'm saying? It was oh. one of those things. I do it, so it's like, well, let me just lower it down a little bit more or whatever. Then we pulled out the, the old... The we big, have this the rack, big blankets. We have this uh, fireplace and a big rack of wood in the back, and I depleted a lot of that rack. Oh wow! We just kept filling the fireplace, and it was quite toasty. If you were in the main room. Oh wow! Well, I need but, to again. You, but we have again. Other you people, failed to, to invite me. <laughs> but there, we also have other people that are at the, in the extremes of the house with just space heaters just pumping. Oh yeah! See, that's so, one of the things they told us to, to avoid the space heaters too. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. So shame on you. <laughs> I, I know. Don't beat up Adam as on the street. As is typical. <laughs> it was really, it was a crazy week, you know. We had uh, Rush Limbaugh, conservative pundit and uh, overall Republican hero, uh, passed away this week. I believe there's a lot of people sad. But us being the time that I'm hard to name podcast. Ooh, what uh, we have? He sent us a recording this week. Check it out. No, 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 no. It is I, El Rushbo. For decades, I've professed into the golden E-I-B microphone that you're listening to Talent on Loan from God. Well, I must have been behind on my payments because the Lord's repo man rolled me and took back my considerable gifts. As my final message, to all the ditto heads out there covering this fruited plain, I want to leave you with some advice. You mustn't fill the cavernous void left by the loss of the Rush Limbaugh program by listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. I've invested 30 years of intense mental programming of my vast audience, and the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is staunchly opposed, might I say 180 degrees out of phase with the ideas I've espoused for decades. Don't fall victim to their scintillating talk. I will see you in the afterlife. Are you sure? Wait a minute. <laughs> Are you sure? He sent that to us to, to tell people to not listen I, to I us. Just, I just got the email last night. Jesus. It was like, what the hell? It must have been and it was like his will or something. I he guess must have... so. I said, we've been endorsed by, what is it, the Rush Bowl? You are a meathead. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> El Rush oh, oh, He passed away. Some other crazy stuff oh, was happening. He's a media icon. This. Yeah, Adam, I think he declared he had cancer. I declare <laughs> I have yeah. cancer. Yeah, on his on his show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> made it, you know, made it public. I mean, and I cranked the TV and said, oh, Rush passed away. Mm. It was it was on Fox though. <laughs> there was there was a whole special. Yeah, a little different tone <laughs> then, on, on that yeah, broadcast. Yeah, then no, I immediately amazing. switched it over to CNN. There was there was nothing about that. No, <laughs> I don't know what the hell was going on go, here. Go Just figure. Like, oh, shit. The most delicious part of the muffin is the top. 
My muffin top is all that whole grain low fat. Oh, you want a piece of that, but I just want to dance. I don't. Good morning, my friend, again. Today is February the 20th, 2021. And that is a whiz. That is that Jane. How do you pronounce her last name? I forget. Jane Krakowski? Yeah, yeah. She was on, what is this? Ally McBeal is where she came out of. Uh, 30 Rock? 30 Rock, too. Is that it? That's that's where she is now. Well, I don't think think 30 Rock's a thing anymore. Oh, no, I think it's off. I mean, well, currently, yeah. Yeah. She's singing about her muffin top. Yeah, yeah. Today's National Muffin Day, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Every day we seem to do this, it it is a bakery item of some sort. Well, there's a bunch of them, but, you know, it's like I got to pick which one we could actually, you know, get some mileage out of. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, "Mm, my dear muffin. (laughs) She's down on her muffin. I know. National uh, Day that serves up a delicious uh, celebration packed with flavors and options, man. That's what National Muffin Day is all about. Yes. Bakeries offer uh, the single-serving quick breads in several sizes, man. Some could be sugary. Mm-hmm. Some could have all kinds of... Uh, yeah, you can have a sweet muffin. You could yeah. have a, a like an old-style brand muffin to help, you know... Get the pipes moving. Yeah. Get, get, get yeah, the system working right. again. Is you can, and you can have a mini bite size, right? Oh, sure, sure. Small ones. Or you could have these humongous Gar- ones. Gargantuan. Are, yeah, that is like almost the, like a, almost as a cake. Yeah, well, that, and it's those p- fancy uh, bakeries. And- I'm so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I, those fancy uh, things where they don't have like a little muffin holder for it. They have like a piece of paper that they kind of craft and then these sharp edges that come around. Have you seen that thing where they, they put that in the little muffin tin? Yeah, dude, that is fancy. But there's this paper. It's all decorative is those, that you have to peel away instead are those, of like the little thing. Are those the gourmet ones? I think they're gourmet. They're made to look gourmet anyway. Well, they probably price to be gourmet as well. Absolutely. I mean, how much does a muffin cost anyway? I'm not a big muffin is, guy. Is, is, but, I, I, know um, you, I know you spoke about scones. Yeah, but I was not going. too long ago. Yeah, yeah I, it's I'm, a sweet treat. I'll have a muffin. It's like if it's a banana nut bread. That kind that's, of, that's that's a really good that's, that's a good a, muffin right there. I will have a blueberry muffin with some kind of a brand of some you, sort. On the banana nut, do you rather have it as the individual muffin or as a slice of the piece of cake, like the in the little tin? You know what I'm talking about the the banana bread. It it all depends. I mean, I like it in the muffin. That that one that was no no no. Uh, different to me from like the cake one you know i just know it's a muffin if it's made with like you said with the good stuff to keep you regular then it would be a high in fiber one so i guess you know you don't want to make a high in fiber one for the whole family you know maybe for you you know work some of that beef and starch out of you like a muffin uh exorcism How many bathrooms do you have? Yeah, well, I have three, but (laughs) (laughs) as long as you have one dedicated to each person. You see what I'm saying? So, and then, uh, you know, and the one that I like is a a pumpkin one too, pumpkin spice one. Mm. And I, I I don't know which. I think it's the overpriced uh, coffee shop is the one that will always have that one, and it has kind of like a, uh, I want to say a cream cheese filling. That kind of, you know. Accompaniment to the the muffin, which if if it has bran in it or something high in fiber, it's like eating you know a piece of cake. I think I would only go with the muffin as a as a sweet treat. So it'd have to be the sweeter variety. I would do like the the blueberry muffin or the ones with or the, the banana nut, like you're talking. About. <laughs> yeah, those <laughs> with the with the fruity stuff. <laughs> It was what what it would be. Uh, let me see. It says here. It says baking them with fresh fruits. There you go. Yeah. And berries brings the brightness. 
to the muffins. Also the br- oh, brightness. So also the brightness to the muffins are some, and I don't know what kind of sugar this is. So if anyone knows what kind of sugar this is, they go ahead and email us at uh, tommyandadampot at gmail.com. And it, have you seen it? It's, it looks like like crystallization like on big, top. Like large granulated sugar. Just Gra- granulated, on, on yeah. Top. But it's not the regular, you know, you know how you have regular sugar and you know you could break it down and see how small the gra- the, mm-hmm. the granules are. Yeah. Is that the, is that the right I word? It's a word. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you lay you lay satiated on me last week or satiated <laughs> what, what <is> whatever it? <laughs> it was. I have to go look it up later. But <laughs> okay, you know it's it's a little it's a large granule. It's a little bit uh, bigger. I would say shit, about ten times bigger than a regular granule of granulated mm. sugar. So I don't know how that goes in there and not melt. I just don't know that. Maybe is, is it could it be applied after when you bring it out? You know, like when that guy brings your steak out to the table, the salt guy. And he does like the little <laughs> the oh, salt the salt uh, bay where he where, where his arm is like a swan. He does like a little crane technique uh, type is thing. It, is the, it a crane? Wham, bam! There Maybe they do right that there. with the sugar. That dude just wants a big tip. <laughs> He's pretty good. He's pretty smooth with all of his actions. I would say you want you want a tip, buddy. Don't do that in front of the uh, stove. <laughs> He's smart enough to come out and do it at the table. Yeah, but yeah, I I, I don't know. I, they could be that way. I wouldn't know that. I mean, I've never, I mean, I don't think we've ever baked muffins here. We've done cupcakes and stuff like that, hmm. which I think would be the same thing. So I, that sounds like it's not one of your favorite things. Then. Mm, it's it, it's not my go-to thing, you know, especially when I look at myself in the mirror and I see my muffin top, you know, going, <laughs> going like, well, what the hell is this? <laughs> Whoa, get the, get the extra large. <laughs> Another way to add flavor and texture is by mixing it with nuts. Mom, get my nuts. Get my nuts. And oats. <laughs> <laughs> always, Every week there's that'll nuts. That'll always change the texture. Every, a few nuts. In there. nuts. What the hell's going on? <laughs> Bakers often have bits of chocolate and bananas. We've talked about that. Sure. That need to be used. So, yeah. So the bakers use kind of like the leftover fruits and uh, nuts. So how do we celebrate National Muffin Day? Uh, you bake a batch of your favorite muffins. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Running short on time, stop by your your favorite bakery and pick up half a dozen to share. Be sure to give a shout out to your your baker and let them know that you're about to post with a hashtag <laughs> that says Adam what? <laughs> hashtag National Muffin Day. There you go. Right Look there. at my muffin top. That's it, right? <laughs> my baker has one bigger than mine. Actually, he's a great dude. And uh, so it's also National Love Your Pet Day, Adam. National Love Your Pet Day. That's right, buddy. We have to specify a day where we make sure that the pet receives some sort of love. I would be, I think this day is meant for the for the pet owners that are negligent. Yeah, they needed it to be, be taking yeah, care of their animals yeah. this, this, this last is, week because like, if listen, they're outside, they're Yeah, listen, screwed. you moron. Bring your, your dog inside. It's, what was it? It's there minus was, 10. There was days that was minus 17 without the wind, dude. That was uh, bone chilling. And that's just absolutely brutal. And you know, you're right. There were some nincompoops out there that did, that had their uh, pets outside. Yeah. You know, I mean, poor Betty, our Betty was, you know, she's a little chihuahua kind of dog. Mm-hmm. And man, she'd go outside. She, You know how usually dogs have a bigger bathroom than we do. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you say, but, but for some reason... Yeah. Your dog can't go to one particular place. They have to roam and sniff and dig and and roam some more. Did you try to put her outside and then she turned back to you and say, Let me in. Let me in. <laughs> 
could I just go in the house just this once? I, I don't. No, want, I don't want to be out no, here. No, this is the only time that she goes out, does her business, run right back, oh. runs right back in, and then the, you know what's funny thing? You you take that corner right in front of my house, you know, to go towards my garage. Mm-hmm. When I was able to finally uh, shovel everything out and lay down the salt and whatnot, there is a drain from the roof that comes down there. So when it started melting and overnight, it does a little uh, cap of uh, uh, ice. ice yeah. Mm-hmm. So Betty's all happy because she could take off and <laughs> sniff and walk around and then figure out where she's going to do her business. As she's taken off and she takes that corner, dude, she just rolls in the ice and then <laughs> lands on top of this little snow dune that I had out there. And she's like, oh, and then she was leaping. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> We're just going to kill me. <laughs> I wasn't was outside because it was cold. I was looking at it through the ring. <laughs> You were no help. <laughs> no, at all, not at all. Oh, Betty, you're okay. Come on, dog. <laughs> but I do love my Betty, you know. Uh-huh. How many you got? You got three, right? Well, yeah. I There are three at my house, plus another one that came in. Wow. So now there's four. Who's, who's, who do you have now? There was a gift... Oh my uh, god! From that sounds bad already. Luke, uh, my son, to his girlfriend, and uh, this dog now resides at our house. So. Wow! Isn't anyway. that exciting? Yeah, it's pretty exciting. A puppy need... dog. Oh, that's just Yay. great. <laughs> yeah, happy National Love Your Pet Day too. All right, Adam. Who do we got there, Adam? This is Sonic Youth. Youth against fascism? Yeah. Today in History, Adam. Uh-huh. Brought to you by History.com, man. Yeah. yeah, okay. February the 20th, 1939, where six and a half months before Adolf Hitler invaded Poland, New York City's Madison Square Garden hosted a rally to celebrate, guess what? To celebrate? The rise of Nazism. Oh, <laughs> oh my. At Madison Square Garden? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you know that? I had no clue. 1939. <laughs> 1939. Yeah, these jerk-offs were celebrating uh, the rise of Nazism in Germany, man. Can you believe that shit? So he had been in power. He's uh, creating... He had been in power for a while he by is, now. He yeah. is bringing them back from World War I. They were in the doldrums, and right. they were way down. He started building a lot of infrastructure, started building up military and national morale, and they said, hey, this guy has got it going on. Yeah. <laughs> I check this out. Adam, Adam, this is why history needs to always be uh, reviewed and looked back at. You know how they say that you make a mistake uh, if you don't go back and see what happened in history because it could what? It could repeat itself. Yeah. Is oh, that yeah, correct? yeah, yeah. So check this out. While they were in the Madison Square Garden, this group, right, yeah. went ahead. It was 20,000, I said, right? 20,000. They raised Nazi salutes toward a 30-foot portrait of George Washington flanked by swastikas, Adam. <laughs> they're, they're giving Nazi salutes to, to George Washington. To, Washington, yeah. to George Washington's uh, and uh, his, image. And his swastikas <laughs> beside his face. Yes. Oh, my God. Now, while this is this going, doesn't make sense. While this is all going on, right, it, outside there's police and 100,000 protesters, dude. Because we've already established he's a bad guy. He's he's yeah, of he's anti Semitic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, racist. He's all these bad things. He hasn't he hasn't yet invaded other nations and tried to take over the world. But exactly, just like the history we talked about the other day about freaking Charles Lindbergh. He was into this Nazism shit too. We've already established he's this is not good. Yeah, the organization <laughs> the organization that is called the uh, the Nazi Bunt, which is basically the the federation, right? 
they advertise this uh, event as pro-American rally. Pro-American. Yeah, that's okay. what they advertise. I mean, now, like, this group you're saluting George. Yeah, so yeah, so this is an anti-Semitic organization that held, you know, summer camps and conferences, mm. and all this is going on, I guess, under the nose of prominent uh, people in America knowing Hitler's fucking Nazi Germany can't be trusted. Yeah. Adam, and now these nutsacks here are manifesting in the States, publicly in Madison Square Garden. What kind of bullshit is that? You know, you can't be more public than than MSG. No. no. <laughs> in New York City. All. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, banners at the rally held messages like stop Jewish domination. Oh. Uh, yeah. Of Christian Americans, by the way. Okay. And wake up America. <laughs> oh, <okay>. wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard that yeah. one not too long ago. These are kind of recent. <laughs> when, when was this? <laughs> this is 1939, though, this one. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, the uh, organizer and the leader of these Nazi assholes is a guy called Fritz Kunt. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a bit of a cunt. This piece of racist garbage referred to President Roosevelt as President Rosenfield. He also addressed the uh, New York District Attorney. Uh, the guy's name was uh, Thomas Dewey as Thomas Jewey. Oh, <laughs> what because, an asshole because this the guy Jew, is. Because the Jews yeah. are the worst possible people. Is that, <laughs> well, oh this guy, man, Jesus. You know, we with American ideals, this is what this guy said, the band that our government shall be returned to the American people who founded it again. We heard that. We heard that not too long ago. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, and this guy used to be, this guy was a naturalized American citizen that, that eventually got his, uh, his citizenship I revoked. I guess it's somewhat heartening that while there's 20,000 people on the inside, there's 100,000 people on the outside protesting against the smaller number of people that are actually inside the building. Know, this guy, well, you know, here Mr. Fitzcon says, if, if, <laughs> that's what it says here, I didn't make I, it up. I got you. K-U-H-N. <laughs> this is his name. Yeah. And I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. I can't, be, you know, my, my domination. Right, Fitzcon. I got you. you go right there. If you ask what we are uh, actively fighting, first a socially just white Gentile ruled United States. Oh, yeah, yeah. Second, Gentile control labor unions free from Jewish Moscow direct domination. Wow. These guys were absolutely delusional. Totally splitting everything. Gosh, splitting man. hairs. Just, <laughs> <laughs> we want it just for this segment of society and everybody <laughs> no, else. No, no. Now, this is, now, this is where it gets really crazy. So, 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 so. Kahn's speech was interrupted by a Jewish American man named Isidore Greenbaum who charged the stage in protest. That Adam is a true American hero, dude. That is a hero. He was in the building? Yeah, he's in the building. He got in the building. Police and the vigilante force quickly tackled him and proceeded to beat him up on stage as the crowd cheered him on. Mm. They beat him up, but that's how things were in those days. He even got fined, but the dude made a stand. He, you know, he said, hey, this is wrong, you assholes. This is no way this is going to happen here. Not here in my America. We had a bunch of uh, Jewish immigrants, man, fleeing from freaking Germany. Hell, they know what time it was with these Nazis. Sure. God, man. What a, what what a crazy hell. show. You know, and at the time that the rally took place, Hitler was uh, completing his uh, sixth concentration camp, dude. Oh, these were being like uh, completed uh, secretly or something in preparation for I all guess of this so, stuff? Man. And then it says, you know, many of the protesters, which were Jewish, you know, thank God for them, called attention to the fact that this was happening in Germany. Could It could happen in the U.S. as well. Oh, so wow. Don't wait for the concentration camps here. Act now. Why does that sound like a 
such a good idea. You know, I don't know what made it sound like such a good idea to all these assholes in these rallies and these Hitler supporters. I really don't. Other than flat out hate and racism against other human beings on the planet, thinking you're better than them. But if uh, you're one of these, these, uh, these fuck nuts who are cool, what the Nazis did, you know what? Get the hell out of this country. I'm not a very political guy, man. But this is the kind of shit that upsets me. You know what I'm saying? Real Americans that believe in equality and justice for all, the kind of things that we say at the Pledge of Allegiance, those are the people that need to stay in this country. The rest, get the hell out of here. Hmm. Anyway, to end this segment of Today in History, inside, the rally was wrapping up, and outside, there were the uh, 100,000 plus protesters. And uh, evidently, the tensions were mounting. So in some cases, police responded to the protesters with violent attacks. Hmm. In one instance, a protester escaped from a horse-mounted police officer who had grabbed him by punching his horse in the face. (laughs) (laughs) As the rally broke that night, uh, some of the uh, protesters were able to slip by the police and punch the party Nazis in the face. Well, there you go. (laughs) So that that had to happen. We should end it on a good note. For that, we thank them. <laughs> That's just insane. It's hard to believe that that uh, actually happened. It did, dude. Look it up. Look it up on real websites. <laughs> uh, not the ones that claim, uh, you know, cockamamie stuff. Start with a Q. <laughs> Tommy, this is Sunday Girl by Blondie. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Sunday, today's sports history, Adam. Brought to you by history.com and on this day.com slash history sports. Mm-hmm. 1929, Adam. Okay. We're going back in time. Yeah, all right. Okay, uh, the Red Sox announced they will play Sunday games at Braves Field. Oh, was that not a, th- a thing at the time? Evidently, it was a big deal. Was that considered like a sacrilegious thing? Like, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. Lord's Day? Yep, check it out. They they weren't the first, though, to play. In 1917, the New York Giants and the Cincinnati Reds played the first Sunday game ever at the Polo Fields in New York City. Both managers were fined. They were arrested later. <laughs> what? Yeah, for real. Yeah, and then some judge, some judge called, uh, let me see, uh, what's his name? Xavier McQuaid. Found them not guilty. So at that time, you could just schedule a game whenever you want to say. It's like, okay, we got to play, got to play the Yankees. So uh, what do you want to do? Sunday? It oh, can't, okay. Yeah, it can't be just, Sunday. Just make it up. It can't be Sunday for something called the Blue Laws. Is that the same thing where it means you can't buy any liquor on that day or yes, some shit like that? That's right. Exactly. All about all about the Lord's Day. All that's... about the, uh, the the church. You get together with family and. Uh, Yes. You go pray, yeah, yeah, praise yeah, the Lord. Yeah, yeah. But but in this case, it's not voluntarily because your heart tells you to do. It's because the government the is law says. The law says. <laughs> which nowadays we take that for granted. You know, separation is cha- the church and state, right? Okay. You know, if you if you listen to any kind of political jargon out there, you got liberals and you got conservatives. The conservatives want to keep it that way. The liberals want to change everything up, right? Sure. So in this case, you know, I guess this is where having opposites, opposite views was beneficial to a sense. Because they were like, wait a minute, this makes no sense. Why are you making me rest on Sunday when I don't want to? I want to go and enjoy a ball game. You see that book over there on the shelf? It's in that book. That's the Lord's Day. <laughs> I don't think the Lord so. rested on I the read, seventh day. I have, yeah, but does it say does it say don't go to baseball games in there? I just I'm just <laughs> oh, saying. Oh, maybe that's how you rest. <laughs> that's how I rest. I don't know. It says uh, the blue law is also known as Sunday laws. Yeah, you you were right on that one. Okay. Are, were laws designated to restrict or ban some uh, or all Sunday activities? 
Really? Yeah, okay. and and uh, for religious or secular reasons, particularly to promote the observance of the day of worship or rest. So you were right. Right. Some courts even found that baseball being played on Sunday was unlawful worldly employment. I demand! Oh. I demand! I demand! Penis! What? Penis! What? <laughs> well, either way, Adam, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. Yes. That's what they're saying. So unless you want to incur the wrath of some uh, genius that's going to be speaking in the name of God, you oh, remember yeah. that. That's where you go ahead and, uh, you know, forget all this nonsense about uh, playing on Sundays because we re- we received some kind of a vision of some sort. And the laws say this. That's really what went on. So understand. Understand. You know how that goes. Today it's Today it's Today it's Let me stand up real quick. Okay. You've you've assumed power stance. <laughs> it's Plaster Caster Kiss, baby. On the Time and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Unplug Kiss. Did you see that lead in? Did you see that? This yeah, is I saw that. Did it, it was, work? Like, perfect. I've been practicing that one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta warn me. You gotta you gotta throw your hand up and say, just stand back. I got I got this one. Today in rock history, Adam. Yeah. Uh Presented by History.com, Today in Music.com, and SongFactsHistory.com. Yes. 1969, Adam. Okay. Kiss wasn't around in 1969. No, they weren't. But Rolling Stone was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rolling Stone's front cover features an article on groupies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Introducing a new term to the popular lexicon. Hmm. What do you think about that? Is that where it got generated out of that article? That's where it was coined, yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep, listen to this. As rock and roll matures, I love this. You know, I love Rolling Stone. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I think think you're uh, you're back and forth on Rolling Stone. I don't think you love it all the time. It's the song. I love it so much. Everything that comes after it, I love. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Fan culture also becomes more refined. That's after it matures, right? Mm-hmm. And the name is needed for the ladies who hang out on stage back door, hoping for some intimate interaction with the band. And usually the band is more than willing to let to comply. <laughs> <laughs> These girls add color and intrigue to the rock star stories, but they are typically minor. They are typically minor characters in that story, dude. Minor characters, but they're always a a component to that lifestyle. You want you don't want to miss out on that side of the lifestyle. Yeah, it's a kind of like a. Uh, like a decoration, yeah. you know? It's, it's like a rite a, of passage. It's, it's something, I want to be a rock star because, look, I'm going to have all these chicks just throwing themselves at me. You know what I compare them to? What's that? Who's the guy who does all the painting? Jim Ross, Bob Ross, whatever his name is? Bob Ross. Yeah, you go. You know how he paints those little... The happy little tree? The happy little trees mm-hmm. and the, you that bird that you hardly can't see. So the groupies are that those little painting uh, side notes that accentuate the rock star life. What do you, oh, think, of, so what do you the, think about that? So they're not... They're not to the center of the... No. The, it's not the focal point. It's not the no. Mona Lisa sitting in the no. center that you're... C- no, no, It's all your attention. It's the it's the bullshit on the sides. Anyway, Rolling Stone on the 27th issues make them the cover story and defines the moniker groupie. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually the groupie culture and everything that comes after that, you know. Sure. One of the most infamous of all groupies is Cynthia Plaster Caster Alberton. 
Yes. <laughs> the song we just heard. Exactly. That is dedicated to her skill, mm-hmm. who gets her name from her penchant for taking cast of band members. Member. Members. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Immortalizing the song we just heard from Kiss right there. Right. Matter of fact, do you think she had some of that? Do you think she had that kit uh, that we were <laughs> the, the one that you you were uh, talking about last week? Should <laughs> be a good idea for her. cast the weenie or what? Was <laughs> Valentine's. That? What was it called? I forgot what it's called. Uh-huh. Yeah, she probably you know she, she had the techniques sh- down. If she didn't do what is it a patent on or something like that, she got robbed. Mm-hmm. You know, she might have just had like plaster of Paris, just like the old stuff. Yeah, I don't know, dude. You know. Anyway, some groupies became well known in their own right. I don't know, preempting the post-millennial culture of becoming famous for being famous. So they were famous for being famous before all these people like Paris Hilton and all that. These people were credit for that. But the groupies were really the ones that were the ones that were doing this. One being uh, Pamela Despair. She mm. is the mother of Liv Tyler. Aerosmith, uh, Steven Tyler she and her paired and, be- and made. Liv Tyler. Uh, she wrote two books. I'm with the band. With the band, And yes. the other one that says, Take Another Little Piece of My Heart, A Groupie Grows Up. And that was in 1993. By late 1980, there are even male groupies that would run around uh, female groups like the Bangles and the Go-Go's and L7. Well, turnabout not, is fair play. Yeah, not, like yeah that's equal opportunity, if you ask me. Justifiable. Not all of the liaisons between rock stars and groupies were one-night stands. And you know, obviously, you have the ones that got sure. married. Now, they would often go and like follow the band throughout their entire tour, right? They'd like follow them across the country oftentimes. Well, here it says that movie almost almost famous, famous. sure. Says that movie itself gave equal time not only to the groupie but to the band and in a sense almost highlighted what the groupie went through which was uh, what's her name? Kate Daughter. Hudson. Kate Hudson. Mm-hmm. So she kind of became centric in that uh in that story versus whatever the guy's name was. So kind of the relationship between Billy the Cudrup. two. Billy Cudrup. Mm-hmm. I got you. So that was pretty cool. But you know, and then other ones that become famous and also marry their uh, their rock star counterpart would have been David Coverdale and Tony Tony Katane. That's right. Yeah, yeah. She later so, got a star in videos. Yep. And writhing on top of uh, hoods of cars. That- <laughs> That's it, man. So, yep. <laughs> when the groupies are telling their stories, it's like, well, you know, there's some band members that they needed to understand the pecking order. So if they hated us, it's because it wasn't their turn yet to be with us. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Drawing names. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, Adam. Yeah. What do we got here, bud? This is free with a little bit of love. Free, man. It's awesome. It's a shame that Free uh, is really isn't known for a lot other than It's All Right All Now. Right now. Yeah. Sure. And well, they had a kind of a short lifespan, didn't they? Uh, they I think they lasted like, like four years. Yeah, not that long. So, yeah. But in uh, 1973, uh, February the 17th, uh, 1973, Free played their final live gig in Hollywood, Florida. 73. Yep, okay. as uh, Simon Kirk and Paul Rogers quit mm. the group to join. Go to uh, Bad Company. Bad Company is what they say here. But it's really, I think it's a Peter Green idea, you know, former Led Zepp manager. So Peter Grant. Peter Grant, excuse me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for always catching me with my bullshit. But yeah. <laughs> Only when but, dealing with, the, yeah, that, with that one when particular band. your encyclopedia action, <laughs> yeah. Free. I, I, I still thought they were pretty cool. Yeah. You know. What do we got here, man? Good stuff. Oh, 1980. Uh-oh. 
It sounds like Highway to Hell, live by ACDC. What years was this one recorded in? I think this was actually in the 90s. Oh, okay. So okay. Brian Johnson's front of the Brian band Johnson, for this one. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. yep. February the 18th, 1980, Adam. Okay. He had spoken about his last gig not too long ago. Speaking of Bon Scott. You got it, right? Okay. You got it, man. Died mm. after a night of heavy drinking. The coroner listed his uh, death as acute alcohol poisoning as the cause of death. Yeah. Classified under death by misadventure. Say what? <laughs> that's in the actual Have death you, report? Yes, sir. By misadventure? I was reading. I couldn't believe it. You know, what you, is that? So that means that you're just sampling things. You're, you're living to excess. Yes, is that what that is? That's exactly what oh it is. Oh, my God. It's however you interpret it, yeah. Holy so, yep, yep, moly. Yep, 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 yep. Five years earlier on, seven, on February 17th. 1975, ACDC released their debut album, High Voltage, man. Just five wow. years, man. Five years in a day is when ACDC unleashed upon the world High Voltage. That's wild. So with his death, what was what was the phrasing of the uh, the, the, the report again? What is it? Uh, death death by, by misadventure. Misadventure. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little young for that right now. But as I advance in years, okay. if... I were to live in such a way where the, uh, the the guy could put on my death certificate, death by misadventure. I think that would be good to go out in that way. Shit, man. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, Especially if you had some sort of a disease or something. It was going to take you out, kind of gnarly way. So might as well have a little bit of misadventure while you're still with it. Put it on your tombstone. Ooh. Death by misadventure. Oh, yeah. Put it in the Like stone. this guy, man. This is the kind of life I wanted to live. <laughs> and then you put on your will. It says... I want that on my Facebook page, and don't <laughs> and don't ever close it ever ever again. And everybody'd be writing, you know, tributes to you at the bottom. How about death by podcast? Is, is, <laughs> do you think that one would work? I, I don't know. <laughs> one of us might actually run into that here, and <laughs> not too very long. Yeah, if I keep giving more time to this podcast, I'm gonna die by podcast. My yeah. wife's gonna hit me upside the head. That's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, also uh, just to let you know, yeah. After Bon Scott's death in uh, February the 15th of 2006, his burial site okay. in uh, Fremantle Cemetery in Western Australia is classified with a heritage listing as on the Australian National Register. So it's like a national site. like a site. historical place of, yeah, of some sort? Yeah. Kind of like the uh, Jim Morrison's uh, gravesite in France or wherever it, it is it, in it Paris. Is, yeah, and I think it was pretty cool, you know, to be remembered as great voice in rock and roll. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Speaking of another great voice Distinctive in voice. rock and roll, who do you got here at? The Ozman. Ooh, Diary of a Madman. Yes, sir. Great song. Mm-hmm. Great album. Of course. Would you expect anything less? Mm, well... Yeah. This is where you know. <laughs> Sometimes this is where you start. This is, I think, diary is where people started taking more uh, serious or, uh, or more serious Ozzy as, as a performer, as a musician, as a singer. Was he a bit of a novelty before or, or kind something like of, that? Yeah, you know, everybody knows him from Sabbath, and then you know, Blizzard was Blizzard was uh, a thing of its own. Yeah. It's like a big iconic album. So here comes what is it? How do they call this? The sophomore album or the uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the the second offering yeah. in his solo career? Yeah. yeah. I love this song. It's a great song. Yeah. You go diary of a madman. That was almost perfect, Ozzy. <laughs> I said I, <laughs> I said I don't know why uh, I relate to that. I have no idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> Something to do with the madman <laughs> concept. Yeah, well, check this out. Ozzy Osbourne urinates on a statue near the Alamo. <laughs> oh, a statue? I thought he I thought he urinated on the actual uh, Alamo itself. No, desecrating the Texas landmark, and that was in February 19th, 1982, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, one of his legendary things. Yeah. With uh, along with uh, what snorting ants and yeah. biting bats yeah. and so, urinating on so the Alamo. Yeah, it just adds more to his legend. Did he get kicked out of San Antonio? Like he, got, he, like, he got banned for life. Yeah, banned for life. Yeah. Anyway, long story short is I think uh, Texas. This was the, probably one of the worst things that ever happened to Texas. But now you know this winter storm Uri kind of oh. topped this part. Oh, so, so now finally he's in the clear. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> all their pipes have burst. <laughs> so uh, Ozzy, he's okay. Uh, he almost had death by misadventure many, many times. <laughs> yeah, but that's what happened. He uh, got super drunk, super high, super everything. I believe they were able to recover him. They being Sharon, mm. uh, they kind of. Uh, Tied him down, whatever they did with him, put because he was naked. Do you think he knew where he was? Do you think he knew that the structure ah. that was in front of him was the Alamo? He had no idea, dude. It, could, <laughs> it just happenstance. It, this, it just I, happened to be. I, I don't even think if Ozzy went and peed on one of those guys, you know those those guards in Britain that are so. Oh know, yeah, the ones that will with not, the big hat will, will not react to anything yeah, that you do in front of them. Do the water buffalo hats and whatnot. Sure. Yeah. I think if he did that, he wouldn't, you know. The knowing, royal guard. Yeah, knowing how important that is, he probably would give three shits anyway. You know what I'm saying? Was Ozzy 1980, what is it, 1982? Nah, he wouldn't have. But, but, he he's, but he's a Brit. Maybe he has special respect. Uh, I wouldn't know that, dude. It's <laughs> Not so much for the uh, I wouldn't know. Ozzy Crockett. I don't say. Daniel Booth. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hollowed site, the Alamo. I've been there. Uh-huh. I know. You don't screw around down there. You don't screw around in Texas to begin with, period. Oh, there's a lot of screwing around you know, in Texas. But I'm talking about with the Texans. Te- oh, Texans oh. can do their deal amongst oh, themselves. Okay. You just can't go down there and say, I'm this, this, and the other. Are you from Texas? No. Whoop your ass and go on. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to you? I was in Texas last night. <laughs> and I started talking. Say no more. And I started talking shit. <laughs> but yeah, but he was naked. They, wherever he was, they recovered him. And I'm going to go off of my, my memory on uh, Sharon put a dress on him they i guess turned around didn't pay too much attention and he took off and drunk as he was that's where he ended up you know urinating there close to the alamo so anyway as he did all that and 10 years later uh he donated ten thousand bucks to the daughters of the republic of texas those are the lady that take care of the alamo oh okay 10 years later yep and then his band uh from the city was lifted you know he chalks up all these evils to uh, the evils of intoxication. They, well, it's Ozzy. It's like <laughs> that's, that's most of his life. So the, the evils of intoxication. Okay. <laughs> oh, Adam! I oh, know who this is, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna close my eyes. This is Gary Wright. How did you know that? Is this one of your one that you have in your uh, rotation of I songs? I do. Really? I do. I do. I do. And the reason I have it in my rotation is because it's off the soundtrack of Wayne's World, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was the prerequisite for That's getting in. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and here's here's the title. Oh, here you go. Dream. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I thought that song sucked really bad until it came out on Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> 1992, Adam. February yeah. the 14th, 1992. Okay. Wayne's World, dude. Swing, swing, tentpole. 
Yeah. Which featured appearances from uh, Meatloaf and Alice Cooper premiered and uh, used Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody in the film, propelled the song to number two in the U.S. charts and revived songs such as Gary Wright's uh, Dreamweaver. Yeah, that was that was the same movie that Bohemian Rhapsody really blew up mm-hmm. due to that. Well, what was the name of the so car? We, Were they in an AMC Pacer or something? It was a, a little fishbowl size car. I think it car. is a Pacer. I think it is called a Pacer. Yeah. Is the blue one? Was it blue? Yeah, blue with like flames. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they revived a few of these cool songs. It's a second life for these old songs. Same thing with like uh, any songs on like a Quentin Tarantino movie soundtrack. Yeah, he always picks out like some really cool mm-hmm. shit yeah. that you haven't heard in a long time, and all of a sudden it becomes cool again. Yep, and it's a boon for the artist. Had great, you know, had great. Obviously, it had Mike Mike Myers in there. Dana Carvey had uh, Rob Lowe was there. The yeah. super hot Tia Carrera, Tia she Carrera, was on there. Yeah. Yep. Chris Farley was on there. Uh, Mary with Children's Ed O'Neill was on there. Really? What did he play? He was, he was the, uh, I think, the owner or the fry cook in the hamburger joint. Oh, okay. <laughs> and this, I think this, is this the movie? <laughs> For real. I'm, you know, I'm a big Mary with Children. Fan. I know you are. So, yeah, you know, I'm going to pick that out really fast. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, he was also, uh, you know, that Ed O'Neill was also on. Uh, like one of the soap operas, either you know, as the world turns or something. No, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, believe yeah, yeah. this. Come on, just look it up, look it up. Look okay, it up. but anyway, and so, it was, I think it was on Miami Vice too. So okay, do you do you ever watch? Uh, well, it's not on anymore. But Modern Family. Yeah, yeah, I do. I that's, do. That's a really good show. It's a really good show. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, but you know, going back to uh, to uh, Wayne's World release, I, that's was that the movie where Alice Cooper told us what Milwaukee uh, was named after? I think it was either some tribe or was that the I, one? I, you I don't, don't remember? Know. You I don't remember it? Did you see Wayne's? I've World? I've seen Wayne's Come World, on now, but man, I don't remember. I haven't seen it in a hundred years. Man, do you not remember that part? I don't watch they're it every weekend. They're I don't backstage know. hanging out. I love that movie. I just want to tell you that <laughs> it was a uh, it was budgeted for twenty million. And it made 183.1 million. That's how you get a sequel to come uh, a few years later. That's exactly right. Wayne World release, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Talking about release. Are you feeling a release right now? Release me and fade to black, baby. (laughs) And on my tombstone writes, Death by Misadventure. (laughs) (laughs) As I fade to black. (laughs) Metallica. Yeah. One of our faves, always. 1995, Adam. hmm February the 15th, 1995. Okay. Los Angeles, California, heavy metal radio station, KNAC, KNAC, goes off the air. Okay. And is replaced by a Spanish radio station, oh. KBUE, uh, 105.5 FM. Wow. Yes, sir. That was the signaling of death and of heavy metal. Was. Popular radio. Mm. So that format was going away. We've had, um, but, were yeah. we still in the grunge phase at that point? Grunge was still active. It's 95. I think so. 93, I mean, 94, 95, probably still do you grungy. Think, do you think this had been a sign of metal losing its favor? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Apparently it wasn't a money making uh, station, so not they, anymore. They couldn't, they couldn't sell a lot of advertising. They were yeah, if they so, were going to get the marachis on, you know, and you know the rancheros and the uh, norteños and all that well, stuff. Look at the population density over there, and it's like, oh, there's a whole bunch of Hispanics over here. Well, it's, and I mean, the, this, the gringos are going away. I would tell you, I would say that before, what is it? Sweden was the heavy metal capital of the world. I would say Los Angeles was. Yeah, that's just me though. I mean, I could be wrong. Everything, a lot of bands came out of uh, out of L.A. Out of L.A. And all those 
those uh, little bars and shops that we were going to go to last year. Remember? That's, yeah, let's not go there. We just go on. Just, just <laughs> queue up. Queue just, up. The, just moving queue on. Up, queue up the next thing because it's also about heavy metal. Uh oh, what's this? Let's turn that up. This is Tommy Lee laying down one of his patented drum solos where he's riding a roller coaster. He was in one of those L.A. bands, being metalific. Listen, that sounds like lasers and and and. Ray guns going off. Yeah. I'm getting a really... It's not really a solo. There's a lot of other extra tracking happening uh, on this I thing. am getting a Nine Inch Nails flashback like when you and me... Turn, turn that down. Turn that down. Turn that down. Turn that down. It's going to get good. good. Hold on. Good. No, no, no. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. We listen to this. Wow. Bad, bad, bad. This bad, sounds bad, like bad, Matrix bad. soundtrack yeah, or something. No, 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 oh. no. I told you Nine Inch Nails. I always told you that. Yeah. What was it, 94 we went to go see that show? 94? Yeah, no, excuse that's me. Two, that's, excuse <laughs> me. Two, 2014, what am I talking about? Yeah, probably right. Whatever their supposed last tour was going to be. Yeah, the year that I retired from the Army. It was 2014, excuse me, not 94. Yeah, it was. that is the... Uh, it holds the title as the most disappointed we've ever been at an actual yes, rock show. to this day. Mm-hmm. To this day. Mm-hmm. And we even saw Steel Panther. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steel Panther was highly entertaining. I don't know what you're talking about. That was great was stuff. Great. It beat this by a uh, by a mile, more than a mile. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, but real quick, uh, Tommy Lee uh, married Baywatch actress Pamela Anderson Lee on uh, February the nineteenth, nineteen ninety five, in Cancun, uh, Mexico. By the way, Cancun. Yeah, Cancun was in the news this week, wasn't it? Yeah, I think uh, one of our. Senators or somebody was one of our Texas senators was avoiding <laughs> avoiding all the ice. Yeah, but he married her. Uh, yeah, they did a videotape. They did. They here. did consummate the marriage. There is video evidence. Yes, yes. and I think that's where you uh, the the world learned that there's different ways of how to steer boats. Yes, there's an extra <laughs> appendage that you can actually st- steer a vessel <laughs> at sea at the size <laughs> the size of some of those. Uh, <laughs> Those things that I was able to see as last week at the adult oh. boutique. <laughs> I wonder if the plaster caster people have gotten know, a hold I, of him. I, I, I would. I, that'd be a good question. You know, <laughs> that that'd, would be, that'd be a good question to seek. Uh, I would like the Tommy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> now, if the plaster caster lady probably has them arranged via size. I don't like, know. I would know. I like, think like so. that. Like that picture of like the the evolution of human. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you go from little monkey to full size, full size adults. Do you think? Do you think Tommy Lee's would be at the end? Oh, he'd be at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the end. that's the evolutionary end of the cycle. <laughs> Tommy Lee didn't use a cucumber like the guy's in Spinal Tap. <laughs> there's evidence. There's uh, video proof oh, of yeah, that. I know. It's right there. <laughs> hey, did you see the uh, the ultimate classic rock post that uh, that about Tommy Lee this week? I think I tagged you on yeah, it. Yeah, there was something about he was on a doing an interview, and they talked about how they were able to smuggle drug. It was a commercial. What it was, I told you oh, what it, it was. Okay. It was a commercial for Steve-O's podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Steve-O can really get the dirt out. Is yeah, that what he's saying? It's not like Ultimate Classic Rock interviewed him, and this is what we got from him. They were just you know regurgitating what. Hey, you ever do any drugs? Yeah. Yeah. How'd you get the drugs when you're on tour? Yeah. Oh. But the fascinating part Steve. about the, the fascinating good good job. I loved it. The fascinating part about that Facebook post was Uh all the people that, you know, went after me after I posted on there. Yeah. Oh, great job. Ultimate class of rock. Oh, yeah. Like we need to know how to (laughs) smuggle drugs in planes and uh, tour buses. Oh, yeah. I think somebody commented like, oh, yeah, you're really life of the party, aren't you? (laughs) 
yeah. They, it's like, what? The, what's the deal, man? Do you always have to side with what people believe is cool? This is drug smuggling. Come on. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the life of the party for me writing that this is dumb. This is this is a waste of my time. And actually, I always go and read the actual article. It told me nothing. You already know that Tommy Lee is probably one of the craziest persons sure. in rock and roll. It's documented. There's there's witnesses. There's there's videotape of it. There's there's all kinds of stuff. You, so far, it's been I, life by misadventure. Yeah, not yet death that, by misadventure. It, it, this would be a candidate for it. You know what I'm saying? Come exactly. On. Yeah, people need to relax. That's all they need to do. Forget that nonsense. Get a life. Ooh, the Shaga Man. Who is this, Tommy? Shaga. It was that man. What do you mean? What do you mean it wasn't me? Two thousand and one Adam. What is he talking about? It wasn't him. <laughs> it was, it, oh my God! Take it down. He was creeping with the girl next He's door. Creeping, yeah. Oh, geez. I think this song was about. Uh, let me see what it says here. This song was about how to. Uh, go about having uh, extramarital affairs and uh, try to, you know, not uh, admit to it. <laughs> you just have to say it oh. wasn't me. <laughs> oh, you can. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Jeez. According to Shaggy, yes. So easy. That would, you would think. <laughs> I've been faithful for thirty-one years, Adam. I don't know how many years you've been faithful. You could have just and said, <laughs> it, "Listen to me." In February seventeenth, two thousand and one, we just needed to listen to Shaggy. Uh-huh. And we would figure this out. Oh, dear, what? No, it wasn't me. You could have just said, hey, I don't know what you think you saw, yeah, yeah, ex- but it wasn't me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then she'd go, oh, well, you know what? Shaggy just said that. Sure, he's right. I'm sorry, Adam. <laughs> you only think you know what my ass looks like. That ain't my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's Photoshop. No, that's pre-Photoshop. It's a uh, rapper Shaggy and his album Hot Shot hit number one in America. Okay. Where he goes over to sell six million, dude. On that. I didn't know that was wow, based a on lot. that song, probably. Yeah, that was the, a pretty big hit. Well, I mean, he's giving it's almost like an education. It's it's like the popular track was It Wasn't Me, where Shaggy explains how to deny being caught cheating. There you go. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> you can't be thank you, Shaggy. Always deny. Always <laughs> deny. <laughs> <laughs> Zoinks! <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to sound like that one. <laughs> oh, Prince, I want to be your lover, baby. Oh, you see, I did it again. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Talk up, man. You're ready for the radio. <laughs> getting better, getting better. Where's Jay? Where's Jay? <laughs> I'm sure he's sound checking all these past episodes I'm he hasn't sh- been involved in. I'm sure he isn't. <laughs> he's wiped his hands clean of this mess. <laughs> 2001 out of February the 14th, 2001. Okay. Yeah, that was day of St. Valentine's Day, man. Yeah, that was. Prince launched the NPG Music Club. NPG. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the first music subscription services. Hmm. The club acted as a virtual hub for the Prince Faithful with a thriving community online access to his music, VIP passes to his concerts and other Exclusive, exclusive for a prince. So it was a music club online. So he was the first. I didn't know that. One of the first is what it says here. Pretty cool. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Great song too. By "Wanna Be Your Lover." Sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> you had never heard that song? I've heard a song. I just. Okay. I mean, I don't. You know, I don't hold Prince in that high of regard. With the purple the, his, one. Come his on. Song. I know. He's shirtless on <laughs> the. Great he's not purple on that one. He's shirtless on that album cover. 
a great white could come about and, and give him a big chomp of them. <laughs> Baby shark. And talking about sharks, we got a great white here. And I don't want to face the day. I did it again. I did it. <laughs> I'm getting really good. I'm not going to get cocky. <laughs> <laughs> You, you're really knocking it out of the park. Oh, man. Everything else we've screwed up is separate that. <laughs> Don't worry about that stuff. Stop lowering that volume, damn it. <laughs> February the 20th, This white is great. Oh, we got some good music tonight. Mm-hmm. February the 20th, except for uh, the muffin song. No, it's that was well, the muffin's pretty that good. That was still good. <laughs> muffin top, maybe. Sonic Youth at the beginning. Pretty awesome. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> February 20, 2003, Adam. Uh-huh. A fire breaks out at a great white concert in Rhode Island, oh, look, killing yep. 100 people, including the band's guitarist, Ty Longley. Got to got control your pyro, man. Founding member, by the way. You got to control your pyro. Yeah, the venue is the Station Nightclub in West Warwick, Rhode Island. Okay. The fire starts during the band's opening number, Desert Moon. When pyrotechnics ignite, the soundproof insulation in the back of the stage, which then spreads to the ceiling, and then in the ensuing chaos, fans rush towards the main entrance. Uh, of the 462 concert, 100 are killed, mm. and 230 are injured from smoke inhalation. This must have been a, like wow. a huge like inferno. Like uh, it caught fire. And it spread pretty rapidly. Yep, it burns. Uh, says they were trampled. Sure. In the aftermath, great white tour manager Daniel Bielsch is sentenced to 10 years for involuntary manslaughter, who was paroled in 2008. The nightclub owners also received criminal sentences. I didn't know that. I think we talked about this in a previous yeah, uh, podcast, didn't we? Yeah, I think we mentioned that great white tries to kill people. But yes. <laughs> They were doing COVID shows, but yeah. Without any, any actually, and too. here's here's like the one of the crazy things about the story is that Jack Russell, mm-hmm. the awesome, Jack Russell's great white, yeah, the, he does a great cover of "Thank You." It's like that, babe. I'm gonna leave you. Is it okay? There you go. There you go. Yeah, right. I was. I'm in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> Again, <laughs> the, the one thing that I know something it's about. The, it's the Zeppelin. <laughs> Th- yeah. Thank you would be Chris Cornell. It's, it's really good. <laughs> is Chris Cornell? Thank you. Yes. It thank, is. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, I got that one right. <laughs> Thank you for catching me on my bullshit. <laughs> Actually, I did that on purpose so you could catch me. Oh, you me. tested me. <laughs> I, I see you're testing me. How dare you? <laughs> no, I just... Anyway, yeah, but Jack Russell had started touring as Jack Russell's Great White. Yeah, exactly. So then some, they worked something out where that night they could be Great White, and I think that's how they advertised it. Mm-hmm. And uh, because when it occurred, the actual, the, the people who owned the name Great White put on their website immediately, this is not us, Great White. Oh, my God. So, yeah. There's, some, there's Great White factions out yep, there. Yep, you don't yep. know which one you're seeing. So, anyway, long story short is they ended up doing some benefits and whatnot. So, to be able to pay back some of this, because I think the payoff was a million bucks. And because that's what the maximum of the insurance paid off. So, all these victims and so all these people. So, there's multiple jail are, sentences you know, and... Million dollar fines. And no, it was million dollar paid off to the to all uh, the victims, yeah, all the victims' families. Yeah. Oh, I see. Only you know, a million. That's it. There's a hundred people died. A hundred people. I, I, and I think that's what we had talked about. Holy crap! I think that's what we had talked about in the previous podcast. That's wild. I'm almost sure that's what we had talked about. That's insane, isn't it? I mean, you would think it would be, you know, more than that. It's a hundred. What? That's that's hardly anything per hit. What's <laughs> what ten thousand a head? Is that what that is? It's something like that. That's not, just... not even because I think there was more than that. 
because they had to pay off the uh, the lawyers got to get their cut. Yeah, they had to get. It. So I don't know. I don't know how it all worked out, but yeah, it was a terrible, terrible, terrible situation. Get a coupon for a but they did like a fish. They did do some benefits and whatnot, so they tried to you know do the right thing. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's you good. Know? Now we're talking. <sighs> now you really amped it up right here. 2015, Adam. Yes. Okay. But I, I'm not going to amp it up. I'm going to keep it low. Oh. Iron Uh-oh. Maiden frontman. Yes. Another tragic, tragic, tragic uh, news story. Okay. Was treated for cancer, dude. Oh, yes. And, uh, and, and like mouth cancer, vocal cords or something in like his throat. It was a can- cancerous tumor found in the back of his tongue. Back of his tongue. This guy is one of the best singers of all time and metal singers of all time. They could have used that Brazilian you put on the Sound of the Week that long ago. <laughs> they could have. But good Lord. You imagine if you want, if you have to get cancer, that sucks. Be somewhere else. But why Why does it have to be on your main instrument? It just, exactly, he, that's his instrument. Yes. You know, I do, but you know, as we're very lucky as fans to still have Bruce Dickinson today. Yeah, and at the same time, also you know him <laughs> that he was able to beat it. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's the Tommy and Adam hard to name podcasts. One, two, three, four. This weekend. Oh yeah, yes. Here comes my part, Adam. Yeah. Hands up, Adam. Yeah, Tommy. <laughs> We're here, and welcome to the Tommy and Adam. Hard to name podcast. Right here from. Tommy, do you know how often... Bring it bring it down, Adam. I can't deal with this. Do you know how often we have been playing uh, concert snippets where we've personally recorded them in this last year? Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> After- this, this was our last concert that we attended. This week in history, Adam. Yes. I can tell you mm-hmm. that Kiss released... Their self-titled album, their okay. first one, number one, that happened 1974. Okay. Yes. And I can tell you that they also played this same week back in 1977, their hometown venue, the Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden, where those Nazis the same, were same place where the Nazis were, where the Nazis were getting slapped <laughs> and the cops' course was getting punched. Uh huh. Right. Right. Two big, huge kiss. History events. Are these the biggest events that you're going to talk about? No, I am not. What is? What, what could it possibly? I am gonna probably supersede let these. Me, let me let me calm down. I don't want to be yelling into this mic because it's gonna come out horrible. Okay, Adam. Yes. This week. Uh huh. In 2020, Adam. 2020, yes. buddy. Uh huh. 2020. You and me. We attended our first Kiss concert together. <laughs> you know it. It was that's historical. That is bigger than anything in Kiss history for the effects of this podcast. Do you know how big that is? That as soon as we saw that show, the world broke. It stopped. <laughs> it ceased to 
react normally. The world ceased to exist. It still revolved on its axis, but everything shut down. I was so hyped up, and now you had to bring me back down. I was ready to tell you. Because it was such a monumental thing. It's like a huge asteroid hitting the uh, planet. It was, dude. It was like when you and me were sitting in that show together. And did you hear some of that recording yes. where we're yelling like, like maniacs? Animals. And it's like the Time and Adam Hard to Name podcast mentioned in a Kiss show, okay? Yeah. Even though it was mentioned by us, but it doesn't matter it was mentioned. In the grounds. <laughs> and Kiss collided in one universe. Because it was crazy. The podcast had existed for a period of time. We had seen shows for a few years before oh, that. My God, Adam. But this was like the culmination. This is... I mean, it's like you said a couple of weeks ago. If it was a way to go out, this would have been the way to go out. <laughs> but we're hoping, we're hoping that they'll pick up because we can't be, we can't be doing episodes where I go and do, uh, do exposés <laughs> at the adult boutique. That's just not gonna work. I gotta find another lingerie <laughs> shop. <laughs> that is just so wrong, dude. But it was a that great was, show. It was a great. Oh, what a great time that was! Fantastic I mean, we, night. We interviewed people. And you talked to people. Yeah, all the people that were dressed up at the show. We had an Awesome, awesome, awesome podcast. I think it was number 16, if I remember correctly, was the number of that podcast. You could go back into our history there. Imagine if we were as talented and skilled then as we are now. Oh, I don't know about with you. With all of our training. I don't know about you. I've always, I've always been talented <laughs> and skilled. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but, but we're continuing to learn more and more as we go on. Uh, we, yeah. could, we could have applied new techniques, new features. We could have. We could have, yeah. We could have turned that into a whole oh. Kiss series don't, don't, of don't, podcasts. Don't give me ideas to try to start editing stuff that we don't edit. <laughs> Make it bigger than what is and ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was it truly was. It was a great time. I mean, it's going to be un unforgettable. I think in our uh, career as concert goers, I think that one event mm -hmm. for you and me, just mainly because it's one of my favorite bands to see live, and just being there with you was an awesome time. Yeah. To this day, I still, I mean, I was really worked up, but really, I heard the intro, and it was like, man, it just came right back to it. We had just finished watching David Lee Roth. Oh, that's you right. You know, we yep. were pumped, man. Finally, they played, I think it was some Zeppelin, and then we knew it was a coming. Yeah. That turn sonic up the, blast. Turn up the volume a little ways. bit. Yes. And then, and then you say, oh, get ramped up. Man, it and was then, beautiful. Then that announcer comes over that we just heard on that little snippet right there. It was so beautiful, man. I don't know what to say, but yeah. This week in history, man, you could not ask for more than that. Nope. It's that time to kick back in the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast time machine. Open your mind and listen to the significant album. Who knows? You may even be delightfully wounded by one of Mr. Adam Tate's deep cuts. Listen up. It's about to get real heavy. Yes. Tell me. Why don't we just shut the podcast off right now and let's just crank on <laughs> this album. And, you know, just call it, let's, let's call it a day. There might be certain members 
of the listening audience that would just like us to just play this album Let's, and stop talking. Yes, but we can't do that. <laughs> we cannot do that. We cannot do that. We cannot do that. Adam, significant album, buddy. Uh-huh. Released. Okay. 15 February 1975. Rushes fly by night, baby. Man. See, I think this is a rebound because last week, I think, was last week we played Van Halen 1. We did, we did, we did, it, we did. It we did. superseded moving pictures by Rush. We're like a comic book. You could go back and refer <laughs> to the previous panel. And yes. Then, and then this week you saw, oh, there's another instance of Rush. I'm not going to let this opportunity slip by. We're going to talk about Fly By Night. It's truly like, even though Guitaro isn't making his appearance on our show, yeah. it's like he's blessing us week after week, episode after episode. I feel like I'm sprinkled this. with holy water every once in a while. It's, yes, he, metal. Sprinkled, uh, metal <laughs> water. It's metal. In this case, it would be rock and roll, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, man. Fly By Night, Rush Adam. I know you are a big fan of the... The title track, Fly By Night, the song. This whole, I mean, I started, I, I when I was doing this outline this week, okay? Here's Anthem is, by the way, is the song that's playing. Oh, I love Anthem. Oh, I hadn't listened to this album. I, I can't even tell you. Maybe I saw Rush the last time. Uh, I don't want to get you jealous or nothing like that. But if you look on my museum wall up there. Okay, you're I'm, gonna turn, I'm see, turning around. You're going to see me on stage right, oh, by the way. Oh, yes. Yes. That, that did make me very jealous when you told me about it. Oh, yeah, I, was on, I was on the stage. I pulled off the uh, the set list, and, and made a whole collage of and, photographs. And, and that's, and you, yo, dude, that's not Photoshopped either. These are, <laughs> these are like up-close uh, <laughs> shots of Getty. I was right next to Eric Lifeson, you know, right there where he's in his little recliner as he rested. Anyway, that's another story. Uh, did you see the playlist I also have on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not photocopied either. No, no. <laughs> that's the real deal. <laughs> anyway, but uh, I had maybe listened to uh, Fly By Night. Maybe since then, maybe. Because, you know, you always go to a show and you kind of refresh yourself. Yeah, you, you kind of amp up. You go, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm, and I said, hear what they might wow, play off of this album. Here. Wow, 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 wow. You know, just going back. And, and you know, going back with what you know about Rush today, mm-hmm. you could see, you know, this is where it all starts. Because this is where it all started. This second studio album for Rush. First with Neil Peart. First with Neil Peart. That's right. They had just uh, had to let go their previous drummer. They rehearsed, I believe, legend says, five drummers. Neil was four. When they were done with with Neil, they knew this was the guy. They were like, oh, gosh, we're going to have to go one more. Let's see what this guy has. This guy, I think, even prepared charts. That's very very polite of them to say, (laughs) oh, we'll go ahead and do the other guy, too. Just give him a shot. But they knew two weeks before they were going to go on their U.S. tour, bam, Neil Peart was on board. Appeared, did his thing, and uh, uh, it was just one of those things that the stars were lining up again. Did just he, like we said, the, the heavy metal rock and roll stars were 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 were, and I call listen, and just so you know, I call everything metal. Did if he, I love it, I, it's metal, it, you know, because it sounds cool. Did he instantly take over the the lyric writing? He did. He uh, a lot of this music, a lot of the music on. Uh, on this album was written by Giddy Lee. A lot of it. Okay. The music itself. But the lyrics, the lyrics with the exception, I want to say a two songs were written by. Let me look at this real quick, if you don't mind. So uh it was just mm-hmm. it was 
There's the there's fly the, by there's the title track right there. Big time favorites so right here. It's Fly By Night. So let's see how many how many uh, of these songs that I think Neil wrote. I think six of them, if I remember correctly. So, do, do a lot of these songs like the lyrics? Do they reference like old uh, old timey stories and, and books and for back in the day? Some of them did. Now I'm glad that you say that. Uh, yes. Every single uh, song here, except for The Best I Can, mm-hmm. and In the End, were written uh, lyrics by Lee. The rest were, the, the other six were written by Neil Peart. Okay. Coming on board. Now, this was in 19, I want to say 1974 when they hired him, or okay. they brought him on board. It was in the summer sometime. I believe it was on Giddy Lee's birthday. And uh, Neil came on, and six months later, they took a break of five or six days in December, and it took them that long to record this album. Five or six, five or six days. days. That's right. Yeah, and then it was released. And how long had they been they were, together? And then they had been re- they had been together six months. So they in that time they'd worked out all these songs, studio time, didn't want to waste any time, got actually, to it. Actually, actually, a, a good a good. I'm gonna keep this up just in case, but uh, a good uh, story is that anthem itself, which is a great song. I love that song. Is they kind of started working on it when Neil rehearsed for the you know tried out for the band. Wait a minute, when he first sat in, yeah, like, so, at, like essentially at their first meeting, so and they, they said, were they were working. They maybe were thinking about putting me in the band. Kind of the jam of again, legend has it, you know. And I'd have to go back and maybe look look for that somewhere, but yeah. So he came in and played some sort of an original type piece, and they said, "Oh, they just jammed we can, we along, can just groove along yeah, with yeah, this." Yeah. Plus, with some of the other songs. So yeah. It's incredible. Can you imagine that? Yeah. The first meeting of these people, and then you put like classic song, a classic you know, groove like this. But, you know, again, a lot of the music is also Geeties. So you're going to go in here. You're going to see a lot of bluesy tracks. Okay. You're going to see a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of, what makes a great trio? A great power trio. What makes it? You know, it's a bass player that could play like a rhythm guitar. His bass. Carry that bass. So, so Alex is playing his thing. Yeah. Carries along the song. You, you have, even though they're gonna mix in some of the, uh, some of the rhythm guitar already played by by Alex sure. into the actual record. But when they're Another playing tracks, it live, yeah. you never you never miss that. It's that good. So this is you know again great power trios. Mm-hmm. ZZ Top. Sure it is. Rush, Police. See what I'm saying? So these are the guys that that. So from the beginning, these guys were doing great things. Awesome things. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of this was blues based, and you could still feel it. Like you could feel it in the best I can. Uh, uh, making memories is kind of a. I don't know if you played it yet already. It's kind of like a country tune. There's even some slide guitar in there. Oh, you really? Yeah. Some. Yeah. So if you if if making memories is on there, so it's, it is. It's, there you go. There a little is. bit acoustic, you know, things of that nature. So, uh, Rivendale, and going back to your initial question, mm-hmm. yes, there was there was something about the books that Neil Peart loved. This, this old time folklore stuff of the English countryside. Yes, all this. yes. No, no. We're, we're, if you go back to Fly By Night, Fly By Night is when he left home at eighteen or nineteen mm-hmm. to go to Europe. That's what Fly By Night is about. That's his story. That's kind of his story. This is what I did at this age. This is what was going on. So he turned it into this incredible song, Fly By Night. 
So fly by night is not that you get caught cheating and you have to fly and haul ass from out the window. You know, you can't just say it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I'm, I'm hopping this plane. No, I'm out of here. No, no, no. He had not. He did not have Shaggy in mind when, when he I come this. back. Maybe yeah, we cool no, down. No, no. It's fly by night is when he actually left your home. So who cannot who cannot relate to leaving home for the first time and having this incredible musical adventure that Neil Peart had? I'm all excited. I need to calm down a little bit more. Yeah. But uh, I know a lot about this album, so it's kind of like great. I have to kind of like I was hoping that you would know a lot too. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, you know this. Uh, all these songs uh, have these stories in them because obviously Neil, Neil, everybody knows, was a storyteller and based on a lot of his his readings and whatnot. So uh, Rivendell, yes, has a, a Lords of the Ring uh, reference. To oh, really? It. Yeah, Rivendell is where the elves were. Yeah, I thought that was that was the only thing that I kind of thought. It, I didn't know if it was this actual same phrase or the same thing. Yes, it was. It was Rivendell. Yeah, yes, know. it was Rivendell, and then. Uh, that's there's, good for you because mention, you love the Lords of the Rings. There's mention of you know elvish uh, songs and the leaves and the peacefulness and uh, trying to go away that to places where the Dark Lord can't reach. That's all Rivendale right there. Mm. You see, so now did I know that the minute that I listened to Rivendale? No, I didn't know that. I found that out years later. But that's cool when, later on when you oh, make yeah, the you connection. Oh, yeah, you can piece it together, like, yeah. Oh, my God, what's this guy talking about I said, holy shit, I had listened to this record when I was in high school, and all of a sudden you could, you could, you could say, wow. I was 10 years old when this record came out. Nerd alert. <laughs> yeah, it's super nerd alert, yeah. So it just makes it that cooler. Because if right. you know these are, okay, I want to go ahead and calm myself down. Okay, chill. Tom. You're doing great. I'm, I just want to chill. I want to chill for a minute. What do you want to say? What okay. do you want to say? What do you want to convey? There are albums that are listening, listen to albums with ear with headphones on. Yeah. I, I don't know if, if you could yeah. re, you re, you relate to that statement. I and, think I recently and, said that about Pink Floyd. Like if you're listening to a Pink Floyd album, I think I feel that that is a headphone type band. Yeah. But go ahead. So, so this is one of those albums where you could you have to to get the whole deal to get the whole you know absorb the the sonic deliciousness it is a different experience you can hear ex you can hear so many more layers and you can hear so much more depth to the music this through would, the headphones this would be the album to i mean this is a nerd uh kind of uh musical snob kind of album okay people that you know when you're you you're you're out here listen with 1975 Disco's ready to launch. All this shit is going on. Corporate rock is ready to take off too. Uh, you had Journey taking off. You you know all these other bands, and here comes Rush. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had a hard time selling this record to their record. Now company. I wouldn't call anything that they would do like snobby rock. I wouldn't know why that would be. No, no. Classified as snobby. Well, well, here's the deal. This is, and, and I'm glad you said it because I have this note here. Okay. This this album showcases elements of progressive rock. Now, what is progressive rock, you ask? You know, just because people are like, oh, that's progressive rock. When you look at, or when prog you look at, rock. When you look at the album sleeve and you see a bunch of Roman numerals in different parts and sections of a song yes, that's like parts, 17 minutes yes, long. Yes, parts. And in this case, and we're going to go to that song in a minute. So it's, it, it's uh, by, to by Tor and uh, the Snow Dog. <laughs> it's, <laughs> the one right here. <laughs> yes. But we're going to actually talk about it. Oh, okay. Okay. So 
Uh, progressive rock is an outgrowth, an expansion of psychedelic bands who abandon standard pop traditions in favor of instrumentation and compositional techniques more frequently associated to jazz, folk, and classical music. So it's just not bang out three chords, you know, throw a chorus in there, do a bridge, do another chorus, and the song is over. No. It's throw all this timing in there, uh, different timings, different moods, different yes. sounds. That would be progressive rock, according to this definition. Essentially like four or five songs slammed into one piece, one and, musical piece. And you won't notice a difference in it as you, yeah. you're like watching a movie. It's like Iron Maiden, but except Iron Maiden, you can actually tell when they do the change-ups. For Rush, you really can't. There's that really, it's really difficult to pinpoint at what point the song changed kind of timing on you. Now, here's the deal. Now, go, go uh, by tour mm -hmm. and the Snow Dog is, is that one song that has kind of, it's like a opera, you know, if, to, to, to uh, for lack of a better term. So, you know, you read the program and you're going to see part one, part two. There's an epilogue and whatnot and, and what, you know, so forth. It has an intro. It has yeah. like a, a main meat of the song. Right. It has this other extra piece in there, and then there's like a reprise of the main part that comes back later on. And then there's yes. So here's it's a, a meandering. So thing, you, so medley. you would so you would think by the title of the song, which is uh, "By Tor and the Snow uh, Dog," and the Snow Dog, you would think it's this. Knowing today in 2021 that Neil Peart is the lyricist uh, of excellence, right? You would think this is some kind of epic book that he read or maybe something that he maybe have crafted, uh, you know, inspired by some epic novel. Sure. Some, you know, something Horatio in, or something. Something in lore from yeah. eons gone past. You know, he already slammed in Rivendell, so you already know he got that from the Lord of the Rings. Because he's read all of the books. He yeah, knows all of yeah, this information. Yeah. This is actually about the dogs of either, I think it was either their manager or their tour manager, or I think some dude that cleaned in the studio. I can't remember exactly who it was who had these two dogs. And one was this dog that was a pain in the ass that's always bite. He was always uh, bitten by, you were either bitten by him. So his name was Tor. So it's like bit by Tor. So that's, that's how they made that. And then the other dog was like this really, uh, this really timid dog really didn't bother too many people. He was a white dog. White dog. So they called him a snow, snow dog. dog. So, yeah. So that's where that came out of. Wow. So. <laughs> yes. Well, you, you find inspiration in many places. Yes, man. I'm telling you. You don't always have to crack a book for something like this. You know, again, one of the many reasons we're going to miss Neil Peart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It says if you are a musical connoisseur in general, this is the kind of stuff that you really, this is the kind of stuff that'll take you away from, you know, and I'm not just going to even bash, uh, you know, things like uh, popular music, which is, you know, give it to me quickly and it fades away fast, you know, because heavy metal and uh, and the glam rock, you know, we we suffered through that in the mid 80s. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But this never went away. So it was just one of those things that anyway. Yeah. Today, significant album, man. Rushes fly by night. I love Go that. out and get it. Go out and get it. You got to enjoy that one. Yes, absolutely. Especially with that rave review that you just gave us. Oh, like, my God. Oh, Let me calm down, dude. I don't want to hear. I don't, don't want to hear the playback. On do we this. have your do you have your heart rate monitor oh wrong? my gosh man it's, this it's is such a charts. great record man it's so great you know jeez speaking of great records oh, <laughs> oh gosh are you thirsty because born. we got some iced tea born. for you <laughs> born on this day adam yeah <laughs> 
Mr. Tracy Morrow. You know who that is? <laughs> Ice Team. Your favorite beverage. 62 years old, man. Oh, okay. Here's the original Gangsters. Known more for as an actor lately. He is, yeah, yeah. Well, he's been, he's been on he, that uh, think, cop show forever. Yeah, but you know, he made him. He made his uh, entrance in the world of uh, popular culture through rapping. Yes, absolutely. He had, uh, you know, he's he's introduced to so many cool things. He had uh, Body Count, uh, which was a heavy metal group. You know, metal group. Yeah, it still exists. Still too. exists. I think, I think yes, they still make does. music. Yeah, it does. And uh, I think they put know, out something last he, year. Even. He 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 also. Uh, I mean. My first listens in Pimps and Hoes and that culture was introduced by Mr. Ice-T. Oh, what are them? Pim- Pimps and Hoes? Pimps and Hoes, oh, yeah. Really? yeah. Pimps, Hoes. Uh, what was it? Pimps and Hoes down. Tricks? Yeah, all that. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> We're just a couple of pimps, no hoes. I get that. I'm just saying, I'm credited to Ice-T's. Uh, he did a great job in, uh, I'm still hyped. Uh, he did a great <laughs> job in, um, what's the other, uh, Wesley Snipe movie. Uh, New Jack New Jack City. City, yeah, yeah. He did a great job in that. Oh, I thought there was a movie with, with uh, Sean Penn called Colors. Yeah, that, that, that's it. Is that the same that's one? That's the same one, yeah. Okay. He was the, the uh, his song Colors was used as the title okay. track of that song. Then, so, yeah. Yes, I have. Happy, I have bur- happy Bird, my... Mr. Ice T, Tracy Morrow, yeah. There you go. Give that some volume. No, you want to hear this one? Yes. Who do you think's playing this? Is this fan recorded by any chance? Uh, did it was, we get, it was recorded? Is, it's is recorded this, for broadcast, actually. It was. Yeah. Because I, I, it, I it aired. It aired on uh, Yahoo or something. Oh, I could have used them with some of mine. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I have it twice. <laughs> I think at this uh, particular concert, it was actually Roger Taylor's son who sat in on the drums. Oh, no kidding! You just said under pressure. Yeah. And on that note, man, born February 17, 1972. Mr. Taylor Hawkins, man, he's 49 <laughs> today. From oh, yeah, the, yeah. From it's, the Foo Fighters, yeah. Do you know he was a drummer for Alanis Morissette? Yes, I did know that. Yeah. Very cool. And he always gets a chance to show his singing chops. Always. During. And again, a member of one of the coolest bands in the world, the Foo Fighters. So, yeah. Just because they're out there and... Uh, they're, they're waving the flag of rock and roll. Oh, absolutely. Give me the Go next ahead. One. Next one. His special mention one, by the way. He was born to... Uh, actually, born, yeah, born today in 1967, Adam. Okay. Yeah, he would have been uh, 54 years old today. Nirvana's Kurt Cobain. He is now dead as, as much as he's been alive. Mm-hmm. He died at 27, right? Wow. I guess you, you did math. You know that we got to go back. We have to go back to our original, uh, one of our original mantras for the show. We don't do math. We don't here. do math. <laughs> <laughs> math it in the zone. <laughs> Maths of any kind. Yes. All of them. Geometries and uh, algebraries. <laughs> Trigonometries. <laughs> Kirk Cobain, born in Aberdeen, Washington, man. Mm-hmm. Received his first guitar on his 14th birthday. Started playing by mastering Stairway to Heaven from the Zeppelin. Did he? Did you know that? I didn't know that, no. That's right. During the last years of life, Cobain struggled. We all know that with hurricane addiction until he took his life uh, on April the 5th, 1994. Yeah. Didn't seem he was built for fame. Like He didn't want the fame. Had the talent for it, but just didn't wasn't able to process it mentally. Couldn't handle it. You know, and substance abuse, you know, didn't help. Sure. So, you know. 
doesn't really help a lot, does it? Unless you're the idiots that like talking about, you know, how people smuggle Smuggle that yeah, shit, exactly. man. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, all right. Let's go to the real nitty gritty. It's the Tommy and Adam Martini Podcast. Birthday number three. Adam, let's go right into it. The light is shining through the window. <laughs> the presence of God. We, Asian X3, what, what do you have Adam, for us? Adam, 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 sorry. I got to tell you right now, man. Oh, no, what happened? This week, Agent X3 had he, to go deep undercover. He didn't come through? No, I didn't say he didn't come through. Oh, I'm just saying deep that, cover. that uh, he's on an ultra top secret mission, okay? But his secret mission promises uh, all kinds of new and wondrous things <laughs> in the world that we know as the third birthday. Okay. But no worries. No worries. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast available on Spotify uh, and on your favorite DSPs. I'm a little nervous. Will not disappoint. Okay. All right. We just I'm, can't do that. I'm a little nervous. We've, been, this we've, been, we've turned this into our main segment almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the past six months. This garners the most attention. That we, we have to offer. So we have many trained professionals. In this case, we have Agent Godzilla Pingu. What? That's right. There's more staff now? We AGP is his code name. AGP? Yes. And he has delivered with Miss Daniela Flores. Uh, Gosh, okay. Let's go into... Instagram, because Adam, that's where we get our material from, and it and that Instagram feed filters into it the Lord of the G Strings <laughs> yes. app. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that uh, the Lord of the G String app can go into other realms, other places of third birthday beauty, Adam. And the reason I tell you that is because Agent and you would know this because a you were just in these shops, a and you know what these G Strings <laughs> look like. AGP. AGP. It's not me. AGP? It wasn't me. It wasn't, oh, it right. wasn't me and the adult boutique. Our no. new staff. So, yes, AGP went ahead and uh, was able to provide a lovely, lovely, lovely specimen. So this is his first birthday. offering that he's going to be giving to us. Is that right? Yes, yes. He okay. was like a backup to Agent X3. This is very important. This is because first impressions... I mean, if he doesn't hit this one out of the park, <laughs> you don't know if he'll, he'll be ba invited back to the party. You're putting pressure on me <laughs> so, so I can put pressure on my secret agents. What's wrong with you? Are you ready, Adam? Yes, I'm ready. Daniela Flores, buddy. Oh, that sounds good already. D-A-N-I-I-E-L-A -I 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 underscore mm -hmm. Flores, F-L-O-R-E-S-1. Okay, it's processing. Daniela Flores, Adam. Oh, I've, I found her. Did the Lord, I mean, the Lord's G-string should have gone immediately to it this got, one. It got right to it. No, oh, that's, thank you. That was one we had to go talk to our uh, app department on this one. It's like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> What's, do we need to update this We need already? to bust some heads. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Adam, she has 241,000 followers, buddy. Now, hold on here. I'm looking at it currently. It says 272,000. Incredible. Is In less than three seconds, us announcing her how name. How about that? She already jumped that high. That many people have looked and clicked follow. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> That's the power of the Lord of the G-Strings app. 
<laughs> she is following 48, buddy. She only thinks that 48 people are on worthy. Instagram are worthy. That's right. wow. Now, let's keep looking here to see if, you know, she okay. she's worthy of, of right. holding people worthy. I'm going to click on the most recent image. Okay. From, I'm gonna from bring, two hours I'm, ago, I'm, oh, this image. two hours? Yes. Oh, it's in Spanish, Adam. Oh, my gosh. It says, Cintura Bella y Hermosa. Oh. And I hit the, I hit the <laughs> translation, and it says, Beautiful and beautiful waste. <laughs> <laughs> I love your translation. And it's very true. I love your translation, except when I write in Spanish. Pussy, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she anyway, has a pierced belly button. Yes, but that is on display right let, there. Let me give us let me give us some Daniela facts before we go any okay. further. Okay, we, we got to keep this as 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 as. Uh, where does she hail from? Do you have that information? See, and this is what I think. This is where uh, AGP went ahead and uh, kind of failed a little bit. You know, I just want I don't want I want to say failed because maybe later on we'll see what's going on with this. But uh, okay, uh, she is twenty six years old. She is of Hispanic descent, though. It doesn't say what ethnicity she is. So when they say Hispanic, okay. it could be... Maybe it's, maybe it's multiple different... Uh, yeah. Could be Let's, Venezuelan. Could, oh, yeah, it possibly. Guatemalan. Yeah, yeah. I always... I, I always uh, let me see. Let me see who I'm going to go and default to on this one. I would probably say Colombian, Venezuelan... Possibly even Puerto Rican. No, not really, because Puerto Ricans usually can punch a bunch, put a bunch of flags and shit. <laughs> you said punch about five times in there. <laughs> they do that too, and I don't think the Puerto Rican ones do a lot of sharing either. <laughs> I don't think they share with their friends a lot on the, uh, at least not the, uh, not the uh, third birthdays though. Yeah. Uh, she is a publicity and mar uh, marketing expert, Adam says here. Yeah. To have her advertise your product, you just have to contact her. I think it's DM, yeah, direct messenger on the uh, IG, Instagram messaging, yeah. Because she says, so it's like it's reasonable publicity, mm, okay. you know, for your brands. But it also says here, it says, yes. she doesn't put a lot about herself. Oh, okay, this is where AGP is doing it. Okay, okay, I get it, what he did here. The reason you don't see a lot of personal information on her okay. is because Why? she's mostly concentrating on her client's products that are featured in her photographs now, item. Now, I'm looking at her photographs. I'm not sure. Is it the clothing, the strips of clothing that she is wearing? She is doing all different kinds. In other words, she accentuates the products. So let's, let's now what, let's take a look at it. Okay. Let's, so did we see the first one here? Hmm. Okay. No, it's like she's standing in a courtyard or something. And yeah, she has a yeah, yeah, a top, yeah. and the top is a little bit longer than she wants, so she kind of scrunches it up <laughs> to show a little bit more of the waist and the midriff. And that uh, pierced the belly button that you were pierced belly about. button. Yes, yes, yeah, I mean, yes, yes. Yes, it's. I uh, could see that bedazzled. And I could tell you right now that what she's advertising is probably for the hardware store, because if you notice, there's kind of like a little floodlight up there that you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? So she's I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so she's advertising. <laughs> yeah. So you know, hey, we just had an emergency in Texas. Some place, some places here in Kansas, Oklahoma, right? Yes. You know, we're gonna be charged a crazy Uber money for power. So if you buy that, uh, if you buy that lamp up there, that light, you know, it's probably solar maybe powered. It has, maybe it has a solar panel solar on there. there. There you go, right there. It's self-powered. And, self -powered. and, yes. and you're, you're driving and, you're, and your wife says to you, honey, 
Don't forget to get that power, that solar powered light so we can place it outside the house. You're gonna and think, Daniela Flores. Now on the next photo. Okay, let's do you take Look at me. Look at me, I'm having such fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I got a big frolicky. smile. I'm frolicky, yeah. yes. I'm being playful, I'm Absolutely. looking over my shoulder. I'm Absolutely. being a little, a little bit sensuous. Let's go down to the ones, let's go down to... Now there's uh, one, there's the couple down where she has a bathing suit picture. Because we always oh, have... Is that the first one with the bathing suit? It's, it's a green bathing okay, suit. I saw that. I and saw she's that. sitting on the uh, right. ledge of, yes. maybe like the edge of a deck or something. And she's got this uh, tropical back backdrop you know she's outside okay. i know what she's advertising here too what do you think can you is? have you figured it out yeah i think it is the uh the base makeup on the face the 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 foundation i think it's so well blended it's you're so wrong. perfect you're wrong what now what do you she think it is? is advertising decking you see where she's sitting on oh it's, <laughs> it's the deck itself it's kind of like that material that you bought from oh your it's, deck. That, it's that, that tracks decking yeah, that, it's, <laughs> that, it's that composite <laughs> the deck one, the composite decking that you've been trying to put in your house yeah, for the past two years right and you still haven't been able to you know what you need to do you need she's to go saying, home she's saying <laughs> this is so comfortable I am sitting on this. I'm not getting any splinters because this is processed material. This is smooth. It's holding me up. It is strong. See, you're wrong. She wasn't you're doing right. the face makeup. She was doing you're that right. thing on that one. You're right. Come on, Adam. Wake up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 if you go down. The next one's I, a nightlife dress. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, go, we'll come back to that. So All if you right. go down to number, <laughs> I want to say number 10. She's actually uh, bent over and... <laughs> She's looking at products like what to buy, okay? Is it that one? It, no, no, not that one. Not that. Oh. She has like a pig dress. Ah. <laughs> She's, oh, is she at the what do you think sports she, drinks? What oh, is, no. What is, not sports drinks. It, it looks like uh, those are, uh, whoa, I say, hold the phone. Oh, the, yeah. But she's like in a pharmacy. Okay, I don't know. Let's, let's concentrate. She's, not, she's in a pharmacy. It says for her pleasure. It doesn't say, does it say that for real? <laughs> <laughs> well, she wants, she's looking out for herself. Okay. Listen. She's holding so, an item in her hand. Yeah, I can't figure out what that one yeah. is. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So okay. we're going to go back to what she's advertising, okay? Mm -hmm. She is advertising. What do you think she's advertising on this one? Because there's so many products here. Yeah, I know. And they're, and they're not really familiar product there's no, although there's durex no, no. I've, I've seen ducalex ducalex the one that 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 stops you from farting <laughs> don't collect no not that one <laughs> I, I think man I, I think she might be into the oh she's not advertising it she's giving you a warning look what her post says she says the cigarettes are too expensive, are too expensive. So she's, she's she's looking out for you she's looking out for your health <laughs> how I mean that is. A it's bit almost of a, like a public service announcement she's doing there. I mean, it, it's like you if you get distracted and look at her g-string. There's no. It's like you might you might miss that. Adam. There's no cigarettes in that picture, but that is a smoke show. <laughs> I mean that. <laughs> there is no doubt. I just tell you if you get distracted and you look at that g-string, you may miss that. You know. <laughs> it's like, you I, might you might miss that. I was I distracted know. at the store. I forgot my cigarettes. <laughs> Let's go back to the nightlife one. All right. Okay. Which one do you want? Which one do you want to pick? There's the one where she had the tight dress that kind of had the straps that came over. Oh, very crossed, elegant. Crossed in the okay. back. Okay. What could she be advertising well, she's there? she's advertising there. There's the piece of artwork in the okay, back. Okay. I see that. Are you um, sure? It's like a clock. 
Is that what it is? Yeah, I don't I think, think so. it is. Yeah, maybe something. I don't like see that. any hands in there. I, I think mean, it's just art. You got to use your imagination when you're looking at Daniela Flores. <laughs> <laughs> use your imagination on that clock. <laughs> <laughs> it's an advertisement for the fine crystal oh! that's, just, that's just on the on the counter how on the other side that? of the how ledge. Did, how, how did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> and that night dress that she has, that night that nightgown kind of thing. Oh, here's another one. Adam, go down. Okay. All right, all right. She's in yoga pants and she's in front of a bale of hay. Okay. okay. I moved beyond the cigarettes. Okay. Hmm. This hey. one, this one, she has no comments on there. And somebody writes, somebody called the the vampire of light says, uh, "What a beautiful dog." Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with that vampire. Yeah, there, there is a little pug next yeah. to her. And that's... <laughs> no, but this, you know what? This, this one's about, she didn't write anything, but this is about support your local farmers. Yeah. That's right. I bet that, that hay bale started to roll, like the wind grabbed it, and she jumped into action that, and stopped it in its tracks. That hay bale is as round as she is. I love my booty. <laughs> <laughs> All I can tell you, Adam, is that she is the type of IG model that doesn't bog you down, buddy. With nonsense and inspirational stuff, she's just trying to. Uh, did you see you know, the one? Did you see the one with the golf equipment? I did. There's another it is one. Obvious. So, what this do you think she was advertising there? What golf do you think? I mean, it's probably specialized. Oh my god! Specialized aftermarket grips <laughs> that you put <laughs> that you put on the club. Because you don't want to slip off when you're, when you're in mid-swing. Uh, now, here's the deal on this one. I look at this one. I goes, it, she could be advertising golfing lessons. I have never golfed. Now, you know who's a golfer? Hole in one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's a golfer? Who? General Sammy Rodriguez is a golfer. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, he would enjoy this one. <laughs> I, actually, yeah, but I would, jump in, I would jump in front of him in the line. I'm just saying. <laughs> I want to learn. Wait a minute. He, is he there a line? He already knows. <laughs> <laughs> she has wonderful form, though, really. Uh, anyway. There, the way her, she addresses the yeah, ball. Oh, yeah. Insane. She's just incredible. This is, the, honestly, I think AGP is an excellent backup to Agent X3. If this one is good, Adam, I don't know how. Uh, He's proved uh, his worth, uh, yes, he I think, with this yes. one. I think this is excellent. I don't, we may have to go with somebody else next time, but still, you know, uh, just check her out. You know, it's excellent in her third birthday. Daniela Flores, man. And, oh, another thing is she also, uh, wait a minute, did you catch this? Uh -oh, if you click on that stuff that says, uh, Sigan a la sexy, that means follow the sexy. Uh, there's another one. If you click on it and it goes, they, oh my God, this is the first time I've seen this. What? what I don't know it takes about. you to another potential IG third birthday model. Who? Where? Wow, where, where, where that's where? awesome. Check on it. Look at that. So you go down to, and her, uh, I guess on her bio, right? You see her the bio. 40, 44 posts, blah, 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 blah. And it goes, Publicidad Barata. You remember that? Okay. And it goes, it, the last sentence it says, follow the sexy. And then you click on Carly Regis or Carla Regis. And then you hit, this has a little fire mark on there. Oh. And you click on that, it goes immediately to this other potential IG model. So I think anyway. I followed. <laughs> I think I followed Carla. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> We're gonna call this one. <laughs> We've been there too long. It's really good. <laughs> Adam again, two hours and we're, we're no way. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh.
Mr. Hashtag, what the frijoles? My heart's been going since oh, uh, my God. since well, significant album. I, I just closed the app. <laughs> it's the best thing to do. I, I could, Let me close I, mine, too. <laughs> we can't get distracted okay. anymore. Well, Tommy, wasn't it recently that you talked about yourself dancing? Yes, I did. Where you went yeah. dancing? Uh, I have been known to do was that. Was it the Soul Train dancing where you kind of... Took yeah. center stage yeah. and did the did the drop it drop it while it's hot did, and did all you, that stuff. Did you laugh at when I said you that meme? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Well, uh, we're going to talk about dancing today. That sounds good. All right. We have a song by Led Zeppelin, "Dancing Days." Dancing Days. What were the chances? We had a song, or not a song, a show back in like the '80s, I believe, called "Dance Fever." Oh, we did. Yeah, with Tony uh, somebody. Danzio, yeah, Dance Fever. Something like that. Go ahead, keep going. I'm Danny Terrio. Danny Terrio, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, a guy's name. I remember name, a thing yeah. or two. Um, but we're going to talk about something else way back in history. Go ahead. We're going to go back to the year 1518. All right. In uh, the city of Strasbourg, then part of the Holy Roman Empire. Okay. When the residents of that community were struck and sudden with a sudden and seemingly uncontrollable urge to dance. The hysteria kicked off when a woman known as Frau Tofea stepped into the street and began to silently twist, twirl, and shake. She kept up her solo dance-a-thon for nearly a week. <laughs> and before long, some three dozen other Strasbourgeois Hold on. I must pronounce this right. Strasbourgeois had joined in with no other explanation for the phenomenon. Local physicians, <laughs> local physicians blamed it on hot blood oh, wow. and suggested the afflicted simply gyrate the fever away. <laughs> a stage was constructed and professional dancers were brought in. The town even hired a band to provide backing music, but it wasn't long before the marathon started to take its toll. Thus Disco was born? <laughs> Many dancers collapsed from sheer exhaustion, oh, wow. and some died from strokes and heart attacks. By August, the dancing epidemic had claimed as many as 400 victims. Oh, wow. Dancing real? to death. The strange episode didn't end until September when the dancers were whisked away to a mountaintop shrine to pray for absolution. The, the plague was not only... Uh, isolated there at Strasbourg. There's also similar manias that happened in Switzerland, Germany, and Holland. And uh, other theories about this had... Uh, they, they were members of a religious cult. They were members? They could have been. They don't know. <laughs> they accidentally ingested ergot, a toxic mold that grows on damp rye and produces spasms and hallucinations. Isn't Ergot the uh, the power company from Texas? <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> totally shut down. But a, a dancing craze where people dance constantly up until their death. Wow. Isn't that wild? That's a good way to go. Yeah. It was, isn't it? That's pretty awesome. I think it... No, no, I think... Wait it, a minute. Is, is that, that death, death by... Death by... by <laughs> I don't know if they get that on their tombstone. But that was our Dwarf the Frijoles for this week. Sometimes you get sweat hair. Shouldn't, shouldn't it? Sometimes you're in the face, you know, doing, yeah, baby. But you're getting sweaty <laughs> while you're dancing. I've been out here for a week. <laughs> I'm here by myself. I need a shower. <laughs>
It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound Adam. of the week. Yeah. What sounds. Kind of, what kind of shenanigans we have do you, some do you sounds. What shenanigans you have for me this week? Well, let's go to Poland. Okay. You know Poland? Oh, well, we're staying in Europe. Yeah. We're going to stay there. You're staying away from China. Where all the mania is. Okay. And the dancing and the craze. Marcin Patrzalczyk. Okay. That's in the zone. That's a. Polish guy. Excellent. You might have seen this. It, 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 was, it, it didn't end with a Polskowski ski. No, there's no ski at the <laughs> okay, end. Okay, okay. But he's a Polish guy. And uh, he's a self-taught guitarist. Mm. And he's picked a location for his performance. It's in a parking garage, okay. probably for the acoustics that it helps provide. Sounds good. Uh, and he has self-taught. He uses no pick. So there's a lot of uh, finger picking and uh, finger tapping. But he also there's uses a lot of, the, there's a lot of fingering. He also a lot of that. <laughs> uh, but he also uses his fingers as uh, he t- he uses the acoustic body of his guitar and taps it for different percussive sounds. Oh wow! So he's like a kind of like a one man band, and okay. he's picked a song to play for our pleasure. Here it is. All that noise is made by one acoustic guitar and a dude and a dude. I wonder why Pete Diddy didn't use this version of it. He he probably wasn't born by that time. (laughs) He's he's a young guy. (laughs) This a kid? I think he's still in his teens. But he caught the attention of uh, Vernon Reed of Living Color, of uh, Paul Stanley, oh, and uh, Saint Huggins from oh. uh, from, uh, from the Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah. They all yeah, commented yeah, yeah. on uh, on social media posts about how amazing this uh, oh. performance actually was. Very cool. So that was our sound of. Wow, that's a good one. You've been doing good ones. Really entertaining. You've been doing good ones without fart noise. Well, we're gonna have a fart one coming up here soon. I bet. Sound of the week. You've progressed. You've grown. (laughs) Sometimes it's better that we don't. You have grown, my main man. Adam has grown. It's the Tommy Adam you know what's coming at him. There it is. <laughs> Do we have one this I week? That, I think that's the best sound by so far. <laughs> I really love that one. <laughs> well, yeah, we do have one this week, I think. That's a that's, um, a, that's a teamwork one, you know what I'm I saying? saw online this week that uh, bestlifeonline.com. Bestlifeonline.com. Yes, all one word there, bestlifeonline, uh, has determined... The most hated bands of all time. Oh wow! And it's uh, scientific. They created an algorithm <laughs> based on based on most hated titled message boards, lists, and other articles. So they accumulated all this knowledge, and they based on the number of times a band was mentioned in each one, they got valued, and now we have a comprehensive list 
of the top 10 most hated bands. So what you're saying is they did kind of a, uh, they quantified and substantiated their findings based on these. They didn't uh, just randomly these pick parameters out. that you've just lined out to me. They, they did a survey of, of other posts, of other things out on the internet. They accrued the information, they tabulated, okay. and they've come up with this. So now I'm just going to play okay. a song from each of them, and you'll give your thumbs do, up, do thumbs you, down do comment. You want, also, you want me to agree or disagree with them? You can, you can agree, disagree, okay. you can comment in any way All that right. you see fit. Number 10. Okay. Familiar with this one? Yeah. Probably? Kansas native. Is he? No, no, no. I thought that was Melissa Eldridge. No. <laughs> this is the Dave Matthews Band. Oh, no, no, no. no. I, into I, me. I, I, I disagree with that. He's he not, he's not cannot hated? Be, cannot be most hated. Nope. Is he number 10? He's number 10. What if I have personal what feelings? What if he's annoying? What if he's just annoying? What if I have personal feelings about the band? What if you were on some sort of a craft when his tour bus went on that bridge and dumped all their sewage and they poured their their sewage on your on your craft? Would you then hate him? It was a personal attack, yeah, I would. <laughs> okay. If it was an accident, you'd be okay with yeah, it? If all of his sewage came crashing down on you? I don't have no problem with him right now. <laughs> his sewage was crashing into me? <laughs> Go ahead, dude. All right, we're going to move on to number nine now. All right. I don't agree with that one, by the way. Oh, I definitely do not. <laughs> I do not. This, no. This is a scientific list, Tommy. They don't know anything. Oh. Didn't, didn't they just watch the show from Dubai the other day? Apparently not. Oh my God! Well, they they can only factor in what they were able to receive online. What's about, the date? Like, it's to, brand new. I completely disagree with this. Okay, one. let's move on to number eight. And let's I'm gonna tell you why it is no, no. We don't have time. We'll be that. here all goddamn night. <laughs> all right, number eight. Oh, Radiohead. You a big fan of Radiohead? I like Radiohead. Do you know a lot more than this creep song? I know a few of their songs. Yeah, yeah I don't know a lot more. But this is a karaoke. They're, they're held up as like, okay, one of the uh, rock snobby bands. Like, if you want to act like a rock snob, you say, "Oh, I like Radiohead," right? That's what I think. I don't think so. I, I mean, think so. I, it's a this song is a is another karaoke go to of mine. Hmm. I, I can hear you singing this. Yeah, it's a pretty good song. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. All right. Number seven. I'm not going to expect you to know this. No. This is Fish. Oh, okay. The PH. Big, the jam band Fish. The PH. Yes. Ah, yes. Okay, yeah. This is their farmhouse, their number one song on iTunes. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was number what? Six? Now we're in the top five already. Okay, no, not registering this one. Oh, I agree with that. I agree, I agree with this one too. I agree. I think they're absolutely I, right. For some reason, Angel of Harlem came to my mind. I oh. Said, it was like, no way. <laughs> yes, I agree with this one. I agree too. Yeah. But yeah, actually, that was number What's six. What's this right guy's there. name again? Bob Dylan, you know. <laughs> Led you. Let's move on to the next. This like is a Rolling five. Stone. That's the one.
This one may be difficult for you. I don't know. I almost thought they were like half country. Is are these the Mumford boys? The, the Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons. Yeah, those are guys. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's them. What do you call them? Mumford. Mumford and Sons. Yeah, mumbling. Oh. Number five. Okay. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do you have a disagreement with that? Oh, that, I agree with that. All right. Moving on to number four. No, I disagree with that completely. This one? Yep. This you too. This is you too. Beautiful day. Hate it, huh? Number wow. the fourth one. Maybe it's because. What did uh, Brian Johnson say about Bono? <laughs> was that last week? <laughs> Keep your goody two, your goody two shoes. Uh, you do your own uh, charity work. You do your own it. bullshit and good, <laughs> play music. All right, now we're up to the top three. Are you excited? Oh yeah. They use science for this, right? Yes, they tabulated all the different posts and everything about the hating. Yeah. Everybody that oh, I can't stand this. I can't stand that. Their formula sucks. They know less math than we do. That could be. Eyes wide open, Creed. It is Creed. Absolutely. How do you feel about that selection? That's a good song. It is. And and I've seen Creed live. Actually, actually, I saw Creed with Tim the Trivia Titan. And you enjoyed the show. I did. It's a great show. So you you have no hate in your heart for Creed. No, I okay. disagree with that. Well, they were number now, three. Now wait a minute. You know, well, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Let's keep them what do you on mean? that. For the purposes of the list, I could see it. You're you're swayed into hate that fast? No, 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 because it's for the purposes of this list. Oh, okay. We'll leave that one on there. Okay. Okay. Number two. Here's some funk bass. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, keep them on there. <laughs> That's yeah. the intro to that song? Yeah, Tanookie? By wow, Limp, Limp Biscuit. Limp yeah. Biscuit. Yeah, keep them on there. Yeah, they're, they're, they're widely yeah. hated. Even more for what they did to uh, Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, this is number one. Okay. Tommy, are you ready uh, for number one? Uh, I, I, want to, I want to look at this real quick. Dave okay. Matthews, Kiss, Radiohead, mm -hmm. Fish, Bob Dylan, mm -hmm. uh, Mumford & Sons, yes. U2, and Creed. I'm going to take off for my own. I'm going to eliminate... You two put them back into the favorable ones. Kiss definitely goes number one on any list of mine. Not on the most uh, hated list. Not on the most hated list, no. Okay. Everybody else can stay on there. Okay. All right. And we're, we're ready to reveal number one. Oh, my God. I can't, I can't believe it. <laughs> was there, yeah, ever, was there I, ever any doubt? Yes, yes. Uh, I agree. It's Nickelback. Nickelback. Yeah, yeah. Even though this is a great song, this is what I want to be a Hollywood star or something like that. Yeah, rock star. Rock star, but, yeah. But they have like uh, some actually really good songs. I do. I think so, yeah. But, but I can see the hate. But the, but the, the prevailing wisdom with Nickelback is... They're jerks. <laughs> they're they're just. It's just not good. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why. But that's you know, what it is. It's like I don't know what to tell you. Maybe the fans have a say, a say on that. Or maybe I don't know, man. It's they, not. It's not cool to like Nickelback. Yeah, I think they're the, the modern day winger. I is think what they what I, they are. 
I think if Beavis and Butthead would have existed back then, they would have made more fun of Nickelback than Dan Winger. I think you're probably right. So, I think yeah. Tiger Woods is a Nickelback fan. Oh, that's and, that, he, yeah, and he was like yeah. on stage to Ooh. the side, just like you were with the Rush show. No, he was on no. stage, but s stage left or something. No, 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 he was spotted, he's an and idiot. he's caught grief for that no, for no, no, for many many years. No, no, no. My but Lord. that was our top ten oh, most hated, God. as determined by bestlifeonline.com. Oh, it's the Tommy Adam Hardening Podcast. Mora Hokaria of the week. Adam, that was a motherfucker if I've ever seen one. Yeah, no shit. Nickelback, Jesus. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. If we would have put sure. your wagering hat on, you probably would have said, if I had to pick one to be the number one, you'd probably have said Nickelback. Actually, yeah, I and and I totally forgot about these Mum Mumford Sun guys, and I so I wasn't that surprised when yeah, they I didn't know that they there. would really qualify for that you list. Though. Yeah, they're, I mean, kinda, they're they, kind of different. They had like one, you know, they're like folksy, and you know, yeah, they're right. they're like you like to say a niche. Uh, <laughs> they're they're kind of like a niche kind of item, you know. Yeah, they saying? are. So, That's yeah. right. Adam, I like how you say niche. You know, like with that, with that, a uh, Thurston Howell the third. Slavy, my boo. <laughs> I did. Man, you're really good at this voice, don't you? No, no. Now you totally distracted me again. <laughs> you definitely distracted me. What the fuck? I don't have any more sounds. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a morning this has been. Rush and burn. without a doubt. <laughs> and it pushed me all the way up too. <laughs> I don't Yes. We're so screwed out today we Good forgot times. to, to bad times. Uh, which one we're gonna choose? I don't know. Oh. I, I'm gonna go bad times. How's that? Okay. Is that cool? That's good. <laughs> We're just trying to get out of here, start our day. It's gonna be nice today. It's gonna be in the forties, man. Well, anything's gonna be nicer than so, what we've experienced for the last week. <laughs> yeah. You know, I saw this jerk off in this uh in shorts and in a tank top uh on Thursday night in Target. It's like this guy should be in Walmart, not in Target. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what? So what the hell is this guy's problem? It's like maybe what it was like 20 something outside. I said, Yeah. When they say uh, heat wave, yeah. <laughs> That's another story. Adam, bad times, man. Oh, no. Bad times, and, and it has nothing to do, was it Winter Storm or uh, Ursus? Or, what? no, Yuri. Yuri. <laughs> is it Ursus, like when I'm from the Planet of the yeah, Apes? I confusing. <laughs> I messed that up. <laughs> bad times, Adam. That's just a bad time. Bad times, we need to get going. <laughs> okay. You're going to love this, man. I'm going to love the bad yes, times? You're going to love it. Oh, God. And it's also... COVID related, so we haven't touched that oh, today. Oh, we haven't talked about COVID in a long time. Is it still out there? And it involves Florida as well. Oh, good. <laughs> so it gets better. Florida women oh. wear granny disguise to try to get COVID vaccine. <laughs> oh. Wait a minute. Does that mean they also have to get like a fake ID or something? Don't you have to show an ID to get a vaccine? <laughs> Two Florida women aged 34 and 44 dressed up as grannies, wearing bonnets and gloves, and a failed attempt to pass as old enough to be eligible for the coronavirus jabs, according to local media reports, dude. They should have just dressed like Alice Cooper. They, pro <laughs> they probably could have got it no problem. Alice Cooper doesn't have to dress. He already qualifies. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> they just put on the makeup to look like Alice this Cooper. Is granny, and Granny Alice. <laughs> I saw pictures of these chicks. They were milfies, man. Yeah. So how do they uh, how do they old themselves up? 
they were, you know, wigs. They had like and, prosthetics yeah, or something wigs they put on? And stuff. No, 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 there was nothing on their face. Their face kind of like covered up with the bonnets and whatnot. So I was watching this in the news yesterday. <laughs> Don't look at my face, young man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what look was away. it? Gray wigs and the whole deal. Then they get busted and they're out like in the parking lot. So they're arrested. The cops are they're there. Arrested? Yeah, they're the arrested? Yeah, the whole deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Says uh, WFTV, an ABC-affiliated TV station in Orlando, okay. <laughs> reported that the pair had valid vaccine cards after having their first shots. In other words, they were already uh, had already been vaccinated under this disguise for shot number one. They busted them trying to get the second shot. Oh, <laughs> so they've yeah. already fraudulently got the yeah. first one. Yeah. <laughs> It quoted the Orange County Health Officer Raul Pino as saying, uh, I don't know how they escaped detection for the first time, but they came with gloves, the glasses, the whole thing, and they were probably in their 20s. This guy was way off. They were in their 30s and 40s. Mm. Uh, their real ages emerged later as WFTV. WFTV. the vaccination, FTV, I uh-huh. guess. <laughs> Reported said, according to the station, the two women were turned over to the police. Officers said that they were asked to issue trespass warnings and no other action was taken. So. Now, I would think, since they got the first vaccine, so it's not complete until you get the second vaccine. And we want to get everybody vaccinated. <laughs> so you might as well, if since you're going to penalize them and fine them or do whatever you do, yep. you might as well just give them their second vaccine. And then that's two off the list that you got to vaccinate, right? Yeah. And some of the rules reports were saying that some of these were being lost. And there was like a whole, it looked like a... Uh, I want to say a scavenger hunt in California somewhere. And wherever they were guess they were getting tips for these vaccinations that were ready to expire. So they had all these people trying yeah, yeah, to yeah. rush over there and do that. So you're right. Yeah, kind of. I've heard stories of... I think it's funny. I've heard you know, stories on... Uh... I think it's wrong because, you know, there's some people that really needed it that want to get it. And these ladies are, you know, taken two. I mean, how many other people have disguised themselves to be able to get this vaccination. In places where this vaccination is available at, like, pharmacies, I've heard of people going to the pharmacy and just kind of loitering around closing time. <laughs> and then if if somebody didn't show... I never heard that one, for real. ...didn't show for their thing, and they got, okay, the, these are going to expire, so if you're standing around, you know, who's the oldest? We'll take, we'll take the oldest, and we'll, oh, we'll keep wow. moving down. So you might be able to sneak in. So it's so, uh, just so we don't want to waste yeah, it. Yeah. So just have ID in hand so you can show your age. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't see why not. But yeah, bad times, man, for these ladies. Yeah, that is bad times. You know, it, it, all 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 to get an injection. <laughs> <laughs> is that how that's delivered? <laughs> oh God. Uh, Boink. Okay, so good times now. I guess I have, don't I? Do I have good times? I must have. Okay. Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, wow. We stayed away from China completely. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't touch on the Asian continent. We're progressing. Uh, An Alaskan woman had the scare of a lifetime when using an outhouse (laughs) in the backcountry. She said, I got out there and sat down on the toilet. Immediately, something bit my butt as I sat down. Shannon Stevens told the Associated Press on Thursday, I jumped up and I screamed when it happened. Her brother heard the screaming and went out to the outhouse about 150 feet away from the yurt. (laughs) There he found Shannon tending to her wound. At first, he thought she had been bitten by a squirrel or a mink, something small. Eric brought his headlamp with him to see what it was. 
I opened the toilet seat, and there was a bear's face just <laughs> right there at the level of the toilet seat, looking up at me and through the hole right in my face, he said. When asked what kind of bear he was, quite obviously, it was a brown bear, of course. He looked up and he said, what's that kitty cat? <laughs> it was brown because it was in their shit. You, you understand? <laughs> Uh, I'm like, get my crack in first. <laughs> crack at it. <laughs> oh, Adam, I don't know what to tell you, bud, but we're, we're in dire need of Jesus. Another goddamn masterpiece is what this one is. Can we just send this one? Can we just box this one up and send it straight to the Smithsonian? <laughs> Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh -huh. <laughs> Let's make it classy. <laughs> well, Tommy, do you have anything else? Oh, dude, I have nothing. <laughs> As always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects oh. themselves to this podcast. We really appreciate it. We apologize, too. <laughs> Keep in mind, life is not that serious, obviously. Again, search for the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, CastBox, and everywhere else. This podcast is on demand Absolutely. and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified when we are online and tell a friend or an enemy. Yes. I'm Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. And you are listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to name podcast. Remember to always play it often. Play it loud, but play it. We'll leave you energized with Kiss live in Wichita, Detroit, Rock City. February the 20th, 2021.